good now. Boom. Coming at you. Another installment of The Pals Podcast. My name's George Boutsalis. And I'm Ricky Liordi. And this week, we had our close friend, Ian Ross, on the podcast. We chatted health and fitness and his career as an entrepreneur, and specifically, Ruby Soho, his new venue on King Street. So we'd like to give a special shout out to Ruby Soho. Great new establishment. Can't wait to check it out. And Georgie, what do we say? We say LFG, baby. Let's go. We're good. Let's go. All right. We got Ian Ross in the studio. Thank you for finally coming on. We've talked about it for, honestly, since like day one. Yeah. I thought about getting you on. So thanks for coming in. It's uh, it's glad to finally have you in here. Yeah, super excited. It's, uh, it's pretty cool to see you guys um, kind of growing and developing and see the momentum of this as it's really picked up over the last, how long has it been since the first episode? January 10th or something. 15th was our first. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, in that range. Yeah, so lucky enough to be number twenty-five. So yeah. um, super. My favorite number. To be on here with you guys. Go to it's one, a yeah. big episode. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Quarter so. century. Yeah, it's basically our halfway point. We said we were gonna do like fifty episodes, so yeah, it's it's fitting that we have yeah. you on. Perfect. Yeah. First off, I want to say you look awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Like, I don't think many people are coming out of quarantine looking their top notch, and I can confidently say you are. What have you been up to? What are you doing? How'd you lose the weight? Even you weren't a big guy to start, so yeah. Um, I think I guess just kind of reel it back like the whole COVID thing is so easy to dive into but um, I know we've had several phone conversations talking how the strong survive this stuff and um, you see some people really do sink and um, we were in the middle of opening a restaurant throughout this whole thing so we took over a property on Portland Street um, sorry on Portland King and Portland called Portland Variety um, took over that did a six-month build so you kind of you pour so much energy and heart and think the spot's going to open um, March 13th rolls around our opening weekend. So the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday night after a six and a half month build and then COVID hits. So the Monday we find out, okay, you guys are done. You know, I think everyone's thinking, okay, this might last for two weeks. This might last for three weeks, you know, a month max. Like we're, we're we going to, we're going to be back in April. Um, yeah. everything's fine. It's going to blow over. It's a two week, whatever. <laughs> we'll see what happens. And, um, I think waking up that, that Monday morning going, okay, we don't, we don't have anything to do for work. Like is this, is this my time to kind of really shut it down for two weeks and go, you know, first off, what's the goal? One week, no drinking. Not that I'm by any means a huge drinker. Sure, I'm social. I'm out. I actually met Ricky um, at, uh, it was uh, MLS Ricky, as he's called. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I do get the luxury with, with what I'm doing for work to go to a lot of games. Wait, Ian goes to more games than me and you do. George. I don't know. That, that's up for debate. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even kidding. He'd message me like, almost every home game like yo are you at the game so i'm like man i have seasons how are you at more games than i am right now <laughs> and just every every other leaf game every other rafting game you're there yeah. oh and so you're, you're gonna both not just like yeah we, we go to both just to like through the restaurants and the bars and, and liquor reps we do get that stuff um so it's kind of like you do meet people there's this whole other world of people you meet at games you high five the bartenders when you walk in oh yeah you know the security guards and it's this whole other world that it's kind of like you leave one world and walk into another but you meet these other mutual friends and it's kind of how I really met Ricky and how we got a little bit closer through yeah, that, yeah. through that channel. Um, 
Because you know this guy's always down there Friday night. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, that, that bar, the world-class bar, whatever. He's like, where are you? You know where to meet me in the event level. <laughs> yeah. I guess you just see Ricky in the middle and, holding court at the yeah. bar. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen like LFG before I, I met Ricky. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, LFG, like what does that even mean? Like let's, oh, that's like, let's yeah. go. <laughs> and then like I've kind of residually said it and then my buddies have said it. You see like LFG kind of like starting. So I don't yeah, know if yeah, he, yeah. he has the copyright for it. I but, wish. Um, Honestly, you are one of the first I kept saying. At first, I was thinking it was so annoying. Yeah. But then he started like really getting momentum. Honestly, the first guy I remember doing it. Yeah, it's good. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, I, yeah. I told you, feed my it. ego. All guests coming yeah. on the show spent feed my ego yeah. the first couple minutes. But, but circling back like to the, I didn't drink a whole lot previous to it. I'm sure we're out, we're social, but you know, I've always been active my whole life, and you know, I've always been in relatively good shape, and I've you know, I've watched watched my body fat um, and whatnot. So I was always hovering on like a you know a 14, a 15, um, always lifted never with too much coaching kind of had, you know, gone my way through it, always watching lots of YouTube videos and, and whatnot, but, you know, enjoyed being there, the social side of that as well, but, you know, being in shape. Um, and then this, the, the COVID hit and that Monday was like, I'm going to try and lock this in. I'm going to try and go two weeks without booze, shut it down, kind of like actively watch my calories a little bit more. Um, as it progressed, like into a week, I almost started to get a little bit like more OCD and into it. Um, I was caught myself watching like hours and hours and hours of just YouTube videos on this My Fitness um, app, which is a free app by Under Armour, which is basically you input all of your food, so your breakfast. Oh, My Fitness Pal. My Fitness Pal, yeah, like yeah. pals like you guys. There you go. So, <laughs> yeah, sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> so what it, what it is, I guess, is Cole's notes is you plug in your daily input of calories yeah. and then you plug in what you would burn active plus your rested. So I was coming in you know, say I, an average, I'm sure we all burn around 2000 calories per day. That's you sitting on the couch doing absolutely nothing, just breathing, just, you know, residually sweating. Your active calories are your bike riding, your fitness, your lifting, whatever. So combined, I was around 2,800. We're now, you know, two and a half months down. I'm at 3,400 a day, um, in active cal. So I started watching what I was eating, what times I was eating, um, my macros and my micros. And I was like, and I by no means have any, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a nutritionist. I have no education in that at all, but I've kind of developed and self-taught yeah, the school of YouTube, the, the school of YouTube that's yeah. you nailed. it so perfect. And, you know, listening to Joe Rogan and these guys, and you kind of, you can subscribe to people and you can kind of watch what they've done and mentor yourself after them, which is, you know, it's a great, like even on Instagram too, source. crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the first week, the, I guess I put myself on a 14 day plan. Number one was no social media. So I deleted every social media outlet on my phone on that Monday, and then I said I'm not drinking. This is at the start of when the like that. This month. is this is Monday. The what was it? The sixteenth. The sixteenth. Tuesday so, was yeah. um, St. Patty's Day. So and I was probably I think I was still hungover from that Sunday because we no opened problem. the restaurant. Opening and it was like three bangers back to back. Yeah. For people wondering, Ruby like, Soho, King of Portland. Yeah, it's it, you know we had the most the best location in the entire country. It was the most hyped up spot. We're like, when are you guys opening? Yeah. Like three bangers, and I'm like. I'm not okay. I'm, I am banged up come Monday still. Like, you know, we're, we're there like all day getting ready for prep. You know, it's not just, okay, we're out there at night hosting. It's like people have that misconception. Oh, they're like a party guy. But it's like, you don't see me up at six in the morning grinding, you know, yeah. working on stuff, getting this restaurant with my other two partners, three partners getting ready to launch this um, and go through it. So that Monday I go, okay, you know, I need to shut this down. This is my, maybe this is my two week chance when I'm never going to get bugged from the outside source. There's no games. There's no sports, no um, social events. There's no social events because I'm not looking. Like yeah. I also have is Google, and I can check my my Gmail on my phone and my <laughs> yeah. text. Like it's literally down to like the, the first iPhone. <laughs> so I'm kind of like five or six days in. Go, you know, this is this is good. I feel really good. Um, 
easily make the first week. I'm kind of slowly tracking my calories, ins and outs. And I'm just like noticing the first couple changes was sleep habits. Um, waking up, not looking at my phone, kind of, you, you wake up, you go like this. They call it the three pat hit. You go front, um, front left, front right, back pocket, watch phone keys. Yeah. And I kind of slowly felt my stuff, like myself stop reaching for the phone part. And it kind of just like drifted, drifted, drifted for two weeks down there. And I go, I'm not thinking about Instagram anymore. And that's when I go, maybe I can keep going. Like, do I just go for a month? And I go, let's just keep with the drinking and not do any drinking for a month. So I did the 30 days, no booze, no social media. Wow. I was like, and I, I wish I had gone back and took my weight at the start with like a real BMI test that like yeah, yeah. an Equinox or a good life, they have the real deal. It's like five grand, you know, the electrodes come yeah, through yeah, your feet, yeah. they go on your, on your, on your thumbs and it pulls all your body mass. This is yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is the real deal where at home you buy one off Amazon, yeah, like $50 it's, one. It's literally like, could be triple. Like yeah. <laughs> maybe your weight's accurate within a pound, but not to like the BMI mass when it's like points. Yeah. 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 So, you know, two, three weeks in, I'm starting to see some little changes and I was like, fuck, I should have took a photo. And then like, this COVID thing is starting to gain some, some momentum at this point. I'm going, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going, I'm going for 45 days. And at this point on that app, I'm going, okay, I'm eating now roughly 1800 calories. I'm burning. This is when it started to get a little bit nicer out too. So I started to bike a lot. So I have a pretty nice road bike, a giant kind of. Also, I, first guest to ever bike here. Yeah, from the I'm, middle of the city, and that's yeah, a pretty well, decent yeah, bike yeah, ride. That's yeah. my bad. That's it, it, <laughs> yeah, it was it was twelve k out here, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I sent Ian the uh, the address. And I put drive instead of street. <laughs> so basically he ended up at the CNE, which is maybe like what, six to eight K. Yeah. It said seven K and it said yeah. like, it said 12 minutes. I'm like, Oh, it's prime time. It's probably faster to bike anyway. Yeah. And I'm like watching this black <laughs> storm in the West. I'm like, Ricky, you're really in for it now. I'm like, I'm sweating. I'm covered in these bugs from Lakeshore. Um, but no. it just, it all started to just continue to gain momentum. And then I guess around that like 40, 45 day mark, I was really, really on the calorie side. Be like, can I really start to cut down? And at 35, I've never had a six pack in my entire life. I've had definition in my chest, but never down to really burn off those final two layers. And, and when you hit that 14, 13, 12, 11 of body fat, you start to see definition yeah. to pull through your, your upper top two abs. And I'm going, I'm, I'm training at home. I'm working out. I'm doing morning cardio. I'm starting to bike a little bit more. Like I'm starting to see some definition. I'm actually, I feel my body's starting to listen to what I'm doing with a calorie deficit. So I'm eating 1800 calories a day. I'm burning roughly 25 to 27. It's all in a healthy, in a healthy zone. And now I'm running like a 500 to 700 calorie deficit a day. And I'm going, how many calories in a pound? Approximately, if you burn 3,500 yeah, 3, calories, you should lose a pound. Yeah. And I'm going, let's do some math. And like me, like in my little moleskin, I'm like, <laughs> I've created this weird like lab for nutrition because I'm tracking every single, now I'm like, I'm hitting OCD with this where like, I'm like, no one's out of my house. I've got like nutrition books out. I'm looking at this stuff. I'm like, what can I break down in my macros to get myself to a full six pack in the next 40 to 60 days, which turned out to be, I had to burn about, I guess I was burning up for, I'm right now I'm burning 33 to 3,600 calories a day, but you know, I'm biking, wow. I'm training. It's like a bike right here was, was 330 calories. There's half my dinner is gone. Yeah. So I cut it back to a macro of 40 macro, 40 carb and 20% fat. So that's my, that's my hundred breakdown. And that's what I need to continue to do. So I kept doing it, kept doing it, kept pushing. And I'm like, you can actually see your history. I don't know if we all have these on the yeah, watches yeah, yeah. records. And I look back and I go in April, I have 75 workouts 
from between biking. I biked like 800 kilometers. We were doing like some days to Mississauga and back, the airport wow. and back. Yeah, if you got a little crew with you, you can Dude, bike nonstop. Yeah. Like your bum hurts like before your legs. Yeah. Center, right. And to one day we did a hundred K that was kind of on my bucket wow. list of COVID is to bike to Brampton and back. Initially it was Niagara. We're just like, it's the weather's too hit or miss. Yeah. Um, and then, so we did this hundred K I'm like, this is really starting to like, I really like it and I'm burning calories and it's like really dropping this deficit. Like, People overcomplicate anything fitness or weight loss or food. It doesn't matter what you do. You have to burn more calories than you consume. Yeah, it's yeah. called a calorie deficit. It, like, and th there's millions and millions and millions and probably billions of hours of people on YouTube are talking how to lose weight. Yeah. It's simple. You burn more than burn you, more know, than, yeah, burn more than you eat and just yeah. be active and, and eat yeah. healthy. Um, so I kind of you know continued to go through. I hit the 60 days and I had dropped 10 pounds at that point and was showing about two to four in my lower ab and I was having full definition and became one thing I noticed is a much more vascular throughout my yeah, arms. Yeah, you can you're, see it. Like, you're, you're burning body fat. Yeah. Just like a jack the well, shit. Right? Man, I, so I didn't see Ian in, in a couple months, right? And we, we FaceTimed a couple yeah. times. We chat on the phone and I'm walking down King Street the other day. I'm walking by Ruby Soul and I see him in the window and I was like, holy shit, that dude's jacked. And I'm like, Oh, it's Ian. Holy Rick shit. Rick will always notice a jack dude. Oh, yeah. for sure, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> but there, there was so no many shame. factors and it's also the, the alcohol. That's like the two things yeah, combined. It's the in. biggest thing. There's, there's, there's social media gone, 60 days. The, the, Al social media gives you an extra hour to two hours of your day back. And speaking of that, you you know, if you go to your settings and you can look at your screen time, I was, this was like during the Ruby Open. So I'm on my phone. Like, this is my job. Like, yeah. dealing with people, hosting, making sure everyone's having a good time, the right people are in the room. I'm like, I look, I go, I'm driving 12 hours a day. Wow. That's insane. I was so, going to say, I was at eight in the first couple of weeks of COVID. Yeah. And like, I was like, yeah, I was on eight. And like, mind you, I was, I do a lot of my business through my phone, yeah. but I had three hours on social media, which is alarming. Like yeah. three hours on social media. I wonder, I haven't checked what I spend, but that's all. It seems like a lot. Yeah. Eight hours. Eight, on, man, that's 12 insane. 12 is just, that's half your it's, day. It's, it's ridiculous. And I was like, this is embarrassing. Like I'm, I'm embarrassed for myself. And it's like now looking back through, we're on, I'm on day 72 of no booze right now. Um, coming Shit. in so it's just just and I don't know if I had to drink tomorrow I would I've, I've hit the point where I've been you're satisfied I'm satisfied, satisfied. I feel yeah, good yeah. like trust me it's 30 degrees right now I there's nothing more than I <laughs> well, want after all spritz Ruby I opens this club. weekend you're going on a, you're going on a three day banger you guys. Like, yeah. but you know it's like well, your tolerance is probably so low for the first time in I know. forever and I'm probably a little nervous that first time he's in it's not like <laughs> back in the day because your body does it's this tolerance yeah. of yeah. stuff and it's like that's where this revolves back to calories and booze when you we were out three or four nights a week drinking at Rogers Arena, a tall beer, that's 46 bucks. It's probably your whole day of calorie intake or two yeah. of them. And we just drank nine. Yep. So it's like, how many is this? So between cutting out the calories, that's a huge deficit. Watching what's going in in my body, how much I'm burning. This formula, I really put it together. And I'm at a point now at 72 days where I'm like, now I can start to like isolate certain things where I'm, you know, you know, want to work more on traps or on legs or on, on calves or whatever it may be. So it just means more research on that end. So the whole, I guess we're 72 days in now, I've kind of like, I've like let go a bit of the geekiness side of it. And now I don't have to use the app. Yeah. yeah. So the, the app, like for that to be free, like shout out to Under Armour. I would yeah. never wear the gear, but like. Same, I'm not, I'm not an Under Armour. I'm straight Nike. Fitness, I'm straight Nike. Whatever it is, or like yeah. Lulu or whatever, like, but. Um, the apps, it's such a great thing. One big thing with drinking, it's not the calories that you just, the empty calories from drinking itself. Cause the booze, let's say shot of vodka is I think 40 calories or 30 or 40 calories. Yeah. It's the soda, maybe not the soda, but the seven up for guys like me, the ginger ale's, the Cokes and everything yeah. else. 
So those extra empty calories. Plus, you get a bad sleep. Exactly. Anytime you sugar. drink, it's like it's That's guaranteed huge. you have a bad sleep. Yeah. Then if you have a bad sleep, you're going to wake up drowsy or droggy in the next day. So you don't have a great workout. So mm-hmm. it's not just and about you the calories. And sometimes you're and, like comfort food. Oh, if you're like Georgie yeah. here, man, this guy, after <laughs> a night of drinking this way. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so funny you nail that because, and I started, as I would go grocery shopping, like this COVID grocery shopping was always an experience. I'm lucky enough. I, I'll go really early. That's one thing, my, the sleep pattern and schedule. So yeah. I'm in bed at like 10, 30, 11, up at six. Like we're, we're very active too. Like we're, you can see when someone finishes a yeah, ring. Yeah. Love so it. I had like two people finish since we started Motivating the thing in the world is the Apple watch ring yeah. and competitors with your buddies. And we'll have a challenge yeah. going right now. It's, it's good. I'll go for a run after this for yeah. sure. <laughs> the whole deficit with, with sleep and with sugar. And it's like with the groceries. So I would be in there. I'm like, I'm seeing food as a number versus what it actually is. As a, it, like, yeah, as a utility or a function. As a utility like, as a function going like, so someone nailed it. They go, do you know what a gram of sugar looks like? It's a sugar cube. So a sugar cube is one gram. Like I looked at a box of like orange juice or something. I was in the grocery store just looking down, like looking at this. I go, that says 35. I go, my hand can't hold that. Yep. That's, that's so crazy. Do you like my, now my body intakes 50 for the day. It's just like when you see the pictures of um, like different calories and you see them, it's like you see them always on Instagram. It's like a cal, like 10,000 or sorry, let's say a hundred calories of candy yeah. is like a little ball, like, you know, tiny thing that oh, fits yeah. in the, not even the palm of your hand. Yeah. And it's like, okay, a thousand, a uh, hundred calories of celery is like a full like stack. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. I started eating healthy when I started living on my own. And as weird as it is, I'm not a cheap person at all. But I remember going grocery shopping. I'm like, a bag of candy's $4. Like, my mom used to buy me a bag of candy for $4. If my little kid tried to ask me for a $4 bag of candy that he's going to devour in 30 seconds, I'd be like, no shot. That was me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, yeah. man, honestly, like, I, every time I go grocery shopping, I buy the same things. I buy an avocado or three avocados, three heads of lettuce, so like the little package. It's a filler. And, and then I grab a ready-made chicken. Mm-hmm. And that's three dinners for me, and it'll cost me probably like 16 to 18 bucks. Yeah. It's like, that's three healthy meals for less than six bucks a piece. And like, that's filling too, where it's like, you go and buy those hungry mans for like $3. Yeah. You, you end up eating two or three of them because they're not filling enough. And it's like a thousand calories each thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, and it makes you like, with, with the health stuff too, eating healthier, it's like, it really comes down to a couple proteins. It's your salmons, your chickens, your base. Oh yeah. You, you get either it's rice or yams is your carb side. And then it's like, whatever you intake with fat is like avocado, like you said. Or it's like, I found that like walnuts and, and nuts are super high in fat as well to pull it up. But you can really get this dialed where, you know, you're 49, 49, 31, 20, and you can pull this in and you can like add another nut. I was so OCD with it. This like, guy's like measuring his nuts. I, I, no, I bought a scale. I was like, I'm not, I'm not That's, okay. And I'm like, who am I doing this? I'm like, I would never train to do a show. It's like not, not in my thing, but yeah. I was like, why not use this time, this COVID as a, as a lab or in this box where I can be like, I'm not getting pulled from the outside yeah. world like I normally would be and I was like this is a this is a like a a think tank this is a fishbowl where I can control all the variables and I did it oh, so yeah. now going into week nine and week 10 I'm going like I know how my body reacts but I don't even know like and I've done a few cheat days and see what happens to spike insulin you do a heavy carb day to try this out and it's like you can actually see and feel changes you're more in tune with your body yeah you just know and it's like I'm not you know 25 anymore you just finished university like I'm 35 years old it's like to be what I'm doing now, it's like you kind of respect and realize and appreciate more where you're at. And it's like the mental clarity I have coming out of this as well. It's just, you're much more positive. Your sleep's better. With with better sleep comes so much in the domino effect with sleep. Um, I'm definitely an overthinker. I always have been, have so many projects like you guys do as well. And you you wake up, you're like, do I have to jot stuff down? Because I can't get back to sleep. And it's like, this has allowed 
to me to just kind of shut it down it's, yeah. especially with no social media which i'm back on it yeah right now but it's like i'll delete the app or look through my laptop that's like the other vice yeah, yeah. so because if you don't have it close you're not going to use it yeah, you exactly check it home. It like, so that's the key i found to that one is yeah. just have it on another place i, I yeah. changed the position of it on my phone Smart. like in the instagram app because i found myself pulling out my phone yeah. after work hours i'm not kidding sometimes i pull out my phone the first thing i look at is instagram that's it and as soon as i change it i'll go to pull up, i'll go to where it was it's not there i'll just close my phone yeah i don't yeah. even check it so like every like maybe month or two months i change it mm -hmm. I was going to ask you to even go back to the beginning yeah. when you said like, you know, you were at 45 or you did two weeks, then 45, then 72. Do you think, because from the onset, it seems like you weren't like tracking it or as crazy, but it's kind of thing like, let me try and see if I can do it. Do you think because it was less pressure, it wasn't like, I'm going to diet, I'm going to count every calorie, I'm yeah. going to lose five pounds a week. Yeah. yeah. But do you think that was easier to stick to yeah. from the beginning? Definitely. I think the biggest thing is why I think I'm coming out feeling a success and it's like, I don't think I'll ever go back into where I was that OCD and that aggressive with the statistics side of it and stuff and measuring. But now I've learned that curve and I know visually what it looks like. But the biggest contributor to being successful was I'm not getting pulled from the outside source of my normal everyday life is the, the bar industry. And it's yeah. like the games, but it's like I as well as Ricky and you guys, I'm the biggest sports freak in the world. Like I breathe statistics. I don't gamble on it, but I'm like, I know everything from, if I could probably name 10 sports and know what's generally going on in all of them with a the big trade. But when that's gone, what's left? You start to think, how can I get better as a person? And it's like YouTube is the ultimate free education tool with this. And you start to learn and go, you're like, why not just try this? I got a week here. What's going on? Yeah. You know, the time I say I knock off three hours of social media a week, I'm plus 21 hours, right? Yeah. That's plus, you know, 84 hours. That's two and a half, three full days of what can I do to, to help myself grow and develop and learn. And I guess I just really pulled all those those extra hours together and, and, you know, try to come out on top with it and, and, and be successful with it. So, yeah. And it's even tougher for people like you too. Cause even before Ruby Solar, you were at Queen Street Warehouse. Yeah. I was, I was a partner it's in like, the warehouse group and then yeah. left all of them. Then so if you think this, about so. Queen Street Warehouse was open seven days a week Yeah, and it was busy seven yeah. days a week too. Right. So it's like, how do you not go there and you see, for example, I walk in on a Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Rick, let's have a couple of drinks. And you know, Georgie walks in on a Saturday. Oh, let's have a couple of drinks. You're always constantly socially drinking. Yeah. And that's the hardest part. Like I quit, I did uh, maybe two or three years ago. I did no drinking for 30 or 45 days. And you just notice how different you, your body is. And again, I didn't go out much. Actually, I didn't go out at all during those 30 or 45 days. I think this is when Georgie was in, uh, you were doing your year travel. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And it's like, it changes your life completely. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, again, I enjoy drinking at sporting events. So it's like, even that, when I was there, I found myself not even spending any money. You're just drinking your waters. I was refilling my own water bottle at the at the Leaf and the Raptor games because they have water fountains. Fun tip for anybody listening: if you go to a Leaf or a Raptor game, you you're allowed to bring in an, bring in an empty bottle of water, and they have water fountains inside. Oh, I didn't just know. Just tell that. them you have to. It's for your medication. Rick just cost MLC a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're, getting, they're losing right now. And it's it's funny. A lot of stuff revolves back, and I and I, I think to myself like, what is my vice? Like, what is my kryptonite that's getting me not in trouble, but it's not going to make me not wake up and be at peak performance or 100% the next morning, it's entering Scotiabank Arena. Yeah. Because entering Scotiabank Arena means pre-drinks, means yep. dinner, means post-drinks, means something else is going to happen. Yeah. So it's like, it's this massive domino effect. Hey, Ian, do you want to go to the game? Sure, done. Of course. Hey, I'm not going to say no. Like, I want to go hang out with the boys and talk sports and, and, and go socialize. I yeah. love being social. Turns into minimum five to seven hours. Even if I had two drinks, I'm at... A half of, you know it's 14 drinks of alcohol so it's like what do you do when no sports you focus on something else yeah 
So it's like, it's really interesting to see when you do pull out all of these outside sources of yeah. not negativity, but it's not making you feel better it's as the a human. It's, like it's, you can't it's control the, the variables, yeah. which we all love. And For I'll sure. go back in two seconds and do it right now. But it's when they're gone and you're not looking at social media. What are you? You're on YouTube. You're, you're just watching the news. And I even deleted, I got rid of my cable too. So it's like YouTube was kind of my source. Yeah, for, that's like Georgie too. For, I haven't had yeah. cable in since I lived in my previous condo as well. So I haven't had cable five, four or five years. Yeah. I just don't like to watch the news. I just, that's a separate topic entirely. Yeah. But I just find that like, I use YouTube a lot. Kind of like, it's, I'm on the same boat as you. Like I, mm-hmm. when I was, uh, when I was training for a fight last year, I did, um, all my, my dying most I learned, like you said, from podcasts or following people or YouTube and kind of self-taught. Uh, but yeah, to your point, like I, I find that you can kind of teach yourself anything you want now with, with what you have at your fingertips. Um, yeah, sorry, just on that. On that yeah, area. it's YouTube too. It's like I even, when it first started being like, I, I've watched this stuff on even like van life is so interesting to me as so well. Sick. I don't, I don't know how I get off on this tangent, but you get hooked on the little things and you really like dig into it. And I'd yeah. be like, I just watched four and a half hours of van life videos from people who have driven from like Alaska to Patagonia and now they're trapped and you're kind of like following. <laughs> so now you're like, you're following their journey. You're with invested you. in it. And now. I'm like, why am I subscribing to four people who live in vans? And it's like, Oh, they popped up. Where are they? Yeah. And you kind of get this little connection with these little weird microcosms yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of YouTube families and whatnot. And then there's like people live on boats. So it's like the catamaran. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. What's happening? <laughs> YouTube like, in that black YouTube, hole. You can go down a spiral like oh, on YouTube. And cooking Dude, videos. Have you ever oh. seen, this is a crazy one. I just, my brother apparently told me they're fake. Have you seen the video of the guys who make pools in the jungle? Yeah. With like tribal Little tools? Guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have seen that. Yeah. It's all like mud in. I thought that was real. I, they are real. My, I don't know. My brother said it was fake. I think it's real still. I think it's real. Because I watched the whole thing. Man, they make like little, like they make crazy yeah. pools yeah. in the middle of nowhere. I don't know if yeah. you've seen this. I do. I've on a, I watched a lot of them. Like tapped <laughs> into like a water my, source? Like where? They have, so they have like a little, basically picture like, um, picture uh, like a, a spatula. Or, yeah. Like probably this big, that's attached to a stick and they just pick a circle in the middle of a jungle and start chipping away and you're like, what the hell is this guy going to build? But they, they speed up the, it's like you're watching at like three, point, three times yeah. the speed or something. And yeah. they dig it out. All they have is an at tool and like a tray so they'll like scoop the dirt with their hands and like lug it out. And basically, it's a very slow process. Once it's done, it's very intricate. They'll go to find a water source and like take a jug and carry water over. Fill like gallons and gallons and gallons. Yeah, but they'll, they'll like make it like nice. There'll be like different rows and then they'll put cement down in it so like they'll it's pat so it down crazy. with cement. And it's like, it looks looks fake when you're when you watch it at the very like the beginning to end like time but then you think you're like, yeah, okay this makes sense they actually did it my you biggest think it's, my bro, I, I, I think it's real. real i think it's real you gotta watch anyways yeah, watch definitely. it but that's a, you can go down a dark hole with my, those on the internet because these guys built some crazy crazy my thing. biggest like rabbit hole i used to go on when i was studying for exams and you know you take like an adderall and it's like midnight and you're so focused i'm like oh, i need a break next thing you know it's four hours later and i'm watching the world's biggest pimple being popped and oh. i'm like that's I what. I, that. That's it what. Is what totally happened. the rabbit hole. Yeah. That's how. Like I the YouTube you rabbit holes. That's how where I end up every that's, single yeah, time. Well, as I weird as it that. is, I don't know. Like, I'll start watching like Scott Stevens' biggest hits. An yeah. hour later, it's like old Don world's Cherry biggest, videos. Yeah, like old Don Cherry. Yeah. And then I'm like world's biggest zit. I'm like, yes, let's no, do it. It's so bad. Yeah, I, yeah, that's weird. I don't know how you watch those videos, I Rick. It. I don't know. You know that about Rick? He likes to watch Doctor Pimple Popper oh, videos. I didn't huge. know that one. It's the grossest. Oh, huge. He's, 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 that he's, satisfying he's thing to Dude, see. Dude, his, his mouth waters when you watch it. Like, sometimes I watch. <laughs> it. I get repulsed. Like I, I watch him, and like when they pop him, nice. I'm like, oh yeah. I hate that. I can't even think about it. Yeah, the whole YouTube thing's a fun. Like I think a lot of people with this have started doing channels as well, and I've kind of looked into the metrics behind. It. It, is, it is quite interesting to do it especially as like the, I, the van life 
spiraled into me being like, how are these people affording this? Yeah. Is it people paying through other sites that are, you know, helping pay for their gas or if their truck breaks down, but it's like, it's all done on obviously on ads and they're getting paid per, per yeah. click and per view. Well, yeah, right? like so, I didn't realize how big some of these YouTubers were until yeah. maybe a year ago. And I, you hear like even these, um, these, uh, online gamers, Ninja, like, yeah. yeah, like massive, like they're multi-millionaires, $12 like, million dollars Ninja grosses annually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, That's crazy. Even these YouTubers, I'm like, I've never heard of this person. You go on Instagram, they got like 20 million followers. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh. Well, van life's a big thing, and I know it was a big topic, like not just on YouTube, like in like kind of, I guess not really news, but like social news, if you will, where people were like, "What are these people gonna do?" Because like van life was a big trend over the last couple of years. Yeah. When I traveled, I actually met a guy um, when I was in New Zealand. He lived in New York. He was like a firefighter. When he got back, he actually built a built out a van. You build a moat now. It's like yeah, you can even build the bathroom well, inside of it. It's pretty. Yeah, one so of Reddy's friends. Uh, I forget her name. He, she oh, lived in the same res as the Marini. one that that went to Western. Um, yeah, she did. Eamon, Eamon and something. Oh, Eamon and Beck. Yeah. So <laughs> my, my sister <laughs> Ian subscribed to them. Yeah, no, sure. I do. That so yeah. that's kind of the one. Of my the sister first knows uh, Beck's the girl, I guess. Yeah, my sister knows. So her. they went to school together. They were the first ones I started to watch. They were in Morocco when it was starting to happen, and I'm like, where are these? Where are they from? I'm like, they look familiar. Yeah. And they're so they own Chiwala Tea. Yeah. And which is like out in Mississauga because I was like I'd heard it. Actually, I do enjoy like tea and coffee and like I. I just, I like that world. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, okay, these people, they're kind of relevant. And it's like, they look familiar. And I was like, they're from Toronto or like they're, they're local people. Yeah. They have a half a million plus. Yeah. So it's like with their views in there. They've been doing it for a long time too. Yeah. Like, Sponsored ads. Like yeah, they're getting, yeah, they're getting paid, right? Yeah, like if, if you, if you make good qu uh, quality content on YouTube and like people watch it, you're making like, it's easy money. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, just yeah. steady. Like yeah. week after week paychecks. Like, I think it's, it's staying on top of the content. That's so important. It's like, they're, I guess they're probably having, you know, having a couple videos in the pipe. Yeah. And it's like, for sure. I think that's what, what, what happened with the COVID is these people that got stuck in their homes, it's probably becoming less relevant. So it's like, if you weren't, that's comes back to the strong survive. If you didn't have a lot of good con, you know, content to talk about not being in a van or traveling, you're kind of confined to your four walls. Yeah. And then it's just you, your brain and the mic going at this thing. So it's like, what do you speak about if you can't? And it's hard travel, too, right? Cause you know? okay. We like, like to your point, I've even actually, I've watched a few of them because I thought it was interesting that they moved back and like they're building yeah, a new van. Exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like me and Rick brought this point up on a recent episode. We had recorded one to have in the bank and we were going to do, I thought we had two, the Europe and Asia one. No, I think we did. We'd only record one. We yeah. were, did, we were going to start recording a few because we wanted to, we've traveled a lot. We wanted to kind mm -hmm. of release episodes leading up to summer. People start traveling to Europe. We're going to give our tips. We recorded one and then this kind of happened. We're like, okay, maybe we shouldn't release this. It's kind of tone deaf. Tone, like yeah. no one can travel. Not just, not just that. Like people are losing their jobs and, and means of, of income. So this might be the wrong time to release. So where I'm going with this is that it kind of sucks too because like people with van life, they had great content. They had something that was super relevant and people were interested. I still think people find it interesting, but it might not be like right at the forefront. It's like if I have time to watch something or learn something new – you know what? I'm not going to travel now. Do I go and watch that or do I watch something with fitness related yeah. more, right? So like, and then to your point, they only have four walls. So what content are they driving? Like Eamon, is, or Eamon and Beck have been cool because they're building out a new van. It's interesting. But like, but I think they they're might, also you subsidizing the it. You need some other revenue stream. Like they have Chai Wall and it looks like based on their content, they have a pretty nice little shop out there by yeah. the airport. And it's like, I look in the, I look, I'm like, those are, it's a lot of boxes of product they're moving. Then I look online, I'm like, okay, they have quite a bit of locations of sale. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, they're, yeah. They're doing well. And it's, oh, it's, for it's sure. great to have that revenue stream, right? But if you're not, then it's either just a hobby or it's you've saved up. Yeah. And, and I think that, I mean, I don't know so. them well personally. I, you would assume, like, I think they said in one of their episodes, they're going to, they left their van in Morocco, yeah. one of them, and they're going to go back to it. But 
Um, yeah, that van life thing, like it was a big movement. It's interesting how that's going to change. Like now going back to this with how travel is going to change and like, is it feasible? Cause I think that that community, a lot of ways they would get around, especially through North America is like people would let them park on their driveways or in parking. Well, even uh, those um, on the road, uh, on the run truck stops, truck, right? stops, truck yeah. stops, like do they allow them now truck, to do that? Right. Like, and yeah, I think like a lot those, of like grocery stores and I've heard that Walmart, yeah, Walmart enough, the free RV parking welcomes Walmart. because and free uh, Wi-Fi too. Where are you going to buy the stuff? Inside. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a win-win situation, right? They're going to go restock inside. Yeah. yeah. Funny enough um, for us, actually we did, um, uh, we did Detroit, Back in November, we did a boys trip. We rented an RV and one of our buddies actually, he was like super paranoid about where we're going to park the RV. We're like, man, if we don't get parking, we leave it at Walmart. He's like, yeah, just leave an RV there. I'm like, we'll lock the doors. We'll park it at Walmart. Like it's a known thing in the States. Walmart is like a hot spot for RVs. Yeah. Yeah. Cause again, if you're parking there, where else are you going to go to get your stuff? You're going to walk inside of Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. And like they always have massive parking lots too. And I think you can fill up like the essentials, like the water and that kind of stuff as well. But yeah, the van life thing, it's like maybe people are seeing it as also a safe zone as well. It's like you can kind of, if you do, if you are an entrepreneur, you don't need that that revenue stream. Maybe you just do that and travel around. Like yeah, maybe it is a goals, safe thing. Man, it's like, goals. I, whole, I thought about, like, I, I, didn't I, think I, I would have done it, but I thought when I finished my travel, I was like, man, how cool would it be to be able to park your car and like, that's where you are. Like, that's your that's home. It. And yeah, you can Well, at one anywhere. point during your travels, you look like you were a van life. <laughs> yeah, van life. thanks, man. That guy had a massive beard, like, look, he hadn't shaved in like three months. There's it's, another, it's um, pretty cool, though, like, I, the concept. I think, like, I don't know. I think you're. I think you're f- more free too than most. Like here, you know, you're in this big city. You're confined. Like, okay, yeah. You have if you have a nice place or wherever you are. Like, it's great to be here. But like, it's, it's relative, right? Like, you have the freedom that you can go. Like, today, I want to be in Vancouver. I'll just yeah. drive. I mean, it's gonna take you a while, well, but you can be in Vancouver and pull up in a park, and that's where you're gonna live for the next week. Yeah, which is pretty Ian, interesting. You're from Vancouver, right? Um, so I'm actually born and raised in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And the opposite side, Rick. Yeah, the, you know, that's the opposite. So I was. I was did in, you live in Vancouver or something? I, so um, when I was 18 years old, I left. I did six months at St. Mary's. Um, was not for me. Moved to Whistler. Um, I just kind of like wanted that outdoor lifestyle. I love snowboarding, Sick. golfing, fishing, etc. Um, seven years there, five in Vancouver, then six See, in, so six I, in I, here I was, now. Yeah. So I went one coast back and forth and then kind of in the middle right now. But Sweet. I never thought moving to Toronto, you know, being a huge sports mecca, that I was like, oh, I'm going to miss Vancouver. Now it's like I just wear Toronto on my sleeve. I was literally just gonna say, like, are you a Toronto fan or are you still a Vancouver? I'm a huge, fan? And I, I grew up being a Habs fan. So oh, wow. on the East Coast, it's you're kind of it's Montreal, Toronto, or Boston. Yeah. That's like what it is. Like the Maritimes, like Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, PEI, Newfoundland. It's like you have a jersey. Or your folks have a jersey. So I was like diehard Habs. My parents were always Leafs, but I was like, I'll never wear a Leafs jersey. Four of them right now. <laughs> like high five and Ricky on the way to the game. He's got his all-star <laughs> silver sick one on, but it's uh, I guess lucky enough to move here when we started to win. Yeah, it's it's different when you live in Long Island. <laughs> you know, you live in you know Florida. It's like yeah. all of a sudden MLS win back to back. Yeah, we're there. Even like we were in Ottawa and saw the Great Cup, saw them win. And then it's like the Raptors win. The Leafs are getting better. June thirteenth, twenty nineteen, one of the best days of my life. It was actually I was in Whistler actually for that. And it was mountain biking when the Raps won. Um, that I think it was actually a year ago today that they won the first game against the Suns or it was against Fifth. the Bucks. Well, I know two days ago is when they clinched the Eastern when Conference. The, when the shot was. Uh, no, that's, right, a, that's a semifinal. The yeah. Eastern Conference final was the Bucks. Was the Bucks, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah it would it was, have been right was, now. Because yeah. uh, May, yeah. It, it was, was June 8th that we won. So NBA final yeah. started uh, around June this time. 13th. Oh, was it? Okay. June yeah. 13th was game six. Yeah, I was in Whistler on a mountain biking. I did NBA t- first letter. game NBA finals was June, uh, May 30th, day before my fight. 
because I went to the game and then I won my fight. Oh, not a bad. <laughs> I actually either. went to the nice. I went to the game, didn't drink, which is one of like to experience that game and not drink is crazy because like you're so hyped up, I'm like man, I want like a, a vodka soda or something. Like I need to get in this atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think actually not drinking made me like just sit there and watch the game, and I was so zoned in. Yeah, um, that's one of those yeah. moments where you're. I guess where do you say you were when it happened? Like you still remember it? Like uh, it was yeah, yesterday. for the shot, I was at my parents' house. Never yeah, forget that. Same. Yeah. When they when the Raps won game six at home, we were at the game. I think it was with you, George. Yeah, watch you. And cry. it's like I literally cried. I was in like full blown like not <laughs> like shed a month. tear like full blown crying like yeah. panting yeah, and I was, was like was I was weird. so happy I'm like even if we don't win the finals at least we're there we were like, there you're getting take the me to the dance yeah. right I was like and I was then, in Whistler yeah, I was actually with Aaron we were yeah. uh, we went for Tough Mudder uh, okay. Tough Mudder in Whistler and we ended up finding some little sports bar and got lucky with it but it's oh, yeah I was yeah. Uh, I just moved into my condo so I had my TV set up my couch was supposed to arrive at five you do it that day yeah yeah literally I was supposed to move in June 15th just a TV yeah I was supposed to move in June 15th and then I called my realtor when I found out game six was a deciding game yeah I'm like yo Kia I need to move into my condo today or like basically I asked them on the Wednesday the, ga- the game was Thursday I'm like I need to move in tomorrow so I had all my stuff packed he picked up the keys for me at maybe one or two moved in all my stuff my cable guy came at four set up my TV my couch was supposed to arrive at five. My buddy Dave came over at probably like 6.30. We just started eating and drinking, right? We're eating basically at my countertop. I got no bar stools, no seating, nothing. Then the game starts. My couch still isn't there. So we're just watching it on the floor in my condo, no like just sitting against the back of the wall. Then um, the delivery guy calls. He's like, hey, I'm here. Can you come down and give me a hand? I was like, no. Like, man, the game's on. Like, you got to wait till halftime. So during halftime, me and DB went downstairs to grab the couch, bring it back. <laughs> so I'm like, there's, oh, not, there's no way I'm yeah. missing. And there was a lag in my TV. So we, I had my balcony door open. So every time we hit a shot, you could hear the crowd outside. You hear all the before. I could hear yeah. Jurassic Park from my condo. That's pretty far. And man, it's, it's a good, like, kilometer uh, and a half. Yeah. The right. only thing that's even compares them, I guess, is when Crosby scored that the golden yeah, goal. Yeah. I was in, I was actually in Calgary we when that happened. Right. I think that's the we're, only we're, thing. The golden goal. The we're golden Crosby's goal. Crosby's Olympic uh, overtime. Yeah, but I was with you. I don't know if you were oh, with me. We okay. together, but some of the video footage of that, like where the seawall is, is you know a K away. Like that's the only other feeling that I've had in in that. It's like when when Crosby scored that goal yeah, in OT yeah. versus like versus this, that this was goal to state. me. This was bigger. Yeah, because like Canada wins the Olympics, right? Yeah. Like in hockey, like. If they don't win, we own it. They, we don't own basketball. Yeah, it's like basketball. Like I still can't believe. You it. know, it's still it's crazy to even think. That's that. my yeah. team in all of sports. Them and the Jays are my two top teams. Like I'm a Leafs fan, but I'm not a big hockey guy. Raps. I've been going since like I think my parents. The reason we went to the finals, we all went together to game one. I so we we had two seats. My uh, my parents sat together. My sister and brother, and then I like we're like we have to be there together. I bought an individual seat like. 15 rows behind them and sat Just on the aisle. The building. I've never sat and watched a Raps game by myself. I don't even think I've seen a yeah. sports event by myself. I, I went to game yeah. one. It was the great, I'm t- like, game one, did we, we lost, we won, we won game one. I went to game, game five, one. the one we were supposed to win. Yeah, we the won game one. The one we yeah. should have clinched. I think I, I was, was uh, yeah. yeah. But I, uh, yeah. One game I, one, lost game two, one game three, one game four, lost yeah. game five. Six at home, yeah. And, Anyways, yeah, so like the raps, for me, that win was like the biggest thing I've ever witnessed. And I didn't even go downtown to celebrate. I sat with my parents. We had dinner together at their house and watched it. And uh, I think like I kind of wish I got the experience downtown because I think like I just like I, the atmosphere and everything. It would have been sick to experience. I didn't go because I had a meeting in Ottawa. I had to fly at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. the next day, which kind of sucked and didn't have to go. Which well, it's a good thing whatever. you didn't go out, yeah. But um, I honestly also think like I have to appreciate my parents like – they took me to my first Raptors game. My dad's been a season ticket holder since they came to Toronto, like 95. Um, yeah, so it was kind of a different vibe than being downtown. But but parents too, it's still, like, like, my parents are huge hockey fans. Like, they were glued. Yeah. Like, they're FaceTiming me. 
my parents going, we love the Raptors in hell in Nova <laughs> Scotia. I'm like, before that I go, does anyone really watch basketball? I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole world is watching this thing. It doesn't Man, matter where crazy. you're from, your age. And it's the, yeah. that it, it's funny. The whole thing too, about like back to the health and fitness and drinking like that two months was torture on oh. the body. Oh, for oh sure. yeah. It was literally like, you go, <laughs> this is going, what do we go out of a possible 28 games? It was 24, which is literally four nights a week. Yeah. For two, two of the, three of the travel day in between yeah, two was, and three, yeah, two out and of three. the 24, out of 28 games, it was 24. Cause it was six, uh, five game series, six, five, seven, six, six. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you, you know, you have your spot, either you're going to the game or you're going to watch. And it's like, you wake up, you go big game tonight. I got to lock in a spot. Yeah. Your whole, yeah. your whole mind. And you're there at five you're because there. or else you're not getting a seat or, yeah. you're, or you're at that bar locking in your spot and going, you're done eating at six. So basically you can't just not order drinks. No. You and, gotta sit there and drink. And if yeah. I have to twist my arm <laughs> and then every, every win, which we get 16 game over. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, the city, like, like that, but I think that's <laughs> the point too. I also think that like, I just thinking about this as we're talking about it. I wonder if that also made it crazier. Like, Okay, let's say we were like Boston. I'm sure it's crazy every time oh, they New win. New England is insane but, but like I, every year. But I think it's because we'd never won. We're also anticipating, okay, the shot happens. It's pandemonium. Yeah. So now anything, we're in Eastern Conference Finals. So this is gravy. So we're getting hyped. And then as it's getting closer to making it, people are partying harder because they're like, okay, it might end now. It might end. Well, we won this. Now we're going to the finals. So like get, going to the finals was a crazy celebration. Nuts. Nuts. And then by the time every finals game is happening, you're like getting closer. So like, People are getting hyped. They're drinking more. It might never happen again. So you're kind of just like riding this high. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that everything made it a perfect storm. Yeah. I mean, cities that win often, I'm again, sure it's still a party, but they're probably more accustomed to it. So it's not like that. Just straight up climb. Our city hasn't won something since 92, 93. Like you ever seen, ever seen a city with that many fans lined up on a street? What was it? Two million plus or something? It was six six blocks back. When when we won. So I went out, we went to Lost and Found those with a couple buddies. I got home maybe around three. I got in bed and my balcony faces King Street and I'm on the seventh floor. So I get in bed and all I hear is like, like mayhem outside. I put on my clothes and went back downstairs. Yeah. And I just walked the streets for probably like an hour, just hanging out with people, drinking, like laughing, crying, <laughs> celebrating. I know. It's like you never thought like, I, like I definitely had tears coming, rolling yeah. down my cheek. Like I couldn't believe it. it. It's just something like, and with what's happening right now, it's like, will we ever get back? It's like, sure, we have an incredible team, but who knows how they figure this thing out with border crossings and whatnot too. But yeah. it's, uh, it'll be interesting how it all plays out. I think and honestly, I think it, some, my mom was saying something like it's coming back for sure. I said, I don't think for sure. I think they're negotiating it'll be, a deal. The arena's empty. Yeah. Like, no, we're not getting But if it comes situation. back, I think the Raps, like they have a youthful team. I, I don't know, man. I, it's like, if it comes back and it's a shortened season, it's straight into the playoffs, I think it's anybody. But do you get any really. quote for winning that back to back? Like, is well, it? It doesn't matter. We, we won last year. It, so it, it, like, we, like, if we don't win this yeah. year at the time. And also, also, like, I would never discount Messiah. So, like, even though. Maybe it's not our year now, and like we might not, maybe not win again. I still won't discount him ever. Like I think the team still got to perform. Giannis but I think end up here somehow. Yeah, and Who I think knows, I, right? I think Masai is one of the smartest, if not the smartest GM in, or president GM yeah, in the league exactly. right now. Yeah. So I think you can't discount him. I think as long as he's here, we have a shot. That's what I'll believe. So, yeah. I like it. Yeah, definitely. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I just want sports back. Yeah, yeah. I think we can all agree on that. What was I it mean, like at? Oh, sorry. No, I was say, what was it like at um, at warehouse? Because warehouse like was a, a hot spot. Yeah, back for in the day, the it was games. busy. We didn't we didn't ever watch any games there, but we were always at like King Taps or Cactus. And I think once you know once the second round hit, we kind of I was actually traveling through most of it, so I watched four series in four different countries. So wow, unreal. Yeah, I was kind of traveling in the spring, so I actually watched the shot from Kauai. I was watching on my on my phone coming back from Costa Rica. I was like streaming it and i saw the shot in the charlotte airport 
saw him hit. It. it was like five oh or six Canadians God. screaming around. It's a bunch of Americans like, who are you guys? Like, yeah. Like, like, act like you've done this before. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, fuck that. I'd be yeah. going nuts. I'd be hugging strangers and shit in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's, it's really nice to be like that, the warehouse. All, you know, I'm, I'm not involved with that at all. Myself, my partners. It's just these new projects now. So we're, we're pretty excited for that. So yeah, let's so. talk about Ruby Soho because yeah. obviously like yeah. so much hype around this place. Yeah. It was even, you know, moving here five or six years ago, we always had our, our eye on this location. Um, you know. Oh yeah. King in, of Portland is. King of Portland Entertainment one of the District. Best, it, like it, intersections in downtown Toronto in terms of entertainment. Best, so. Like, you know, a six month build that your whole life is like, you're there every single day, you know, six in the morning, letting trades guys in. And, you know, we have this incredible, um, not like a package, I guess, this formula that we want to roll out. And it just, it's, it's so insane how something can get pulled away so fast. And, you know, to six months in, you know, opening night, you kill it. There's 300 people outside night two, We open, you know, for lunch, murder it three nights in a row. We start to hear this word COVID. And it's like, it's not going to happen. And we're just like, okay, you know, we've got this, like, let's start a new project game over. And then it becomes this waiting game. So we go, we kind of watch, we're like, what will happen? So we, we actually went four weeks before we pivoted into what we're currently doing now. Um, I guess we're on week nine. Is it on week well, nine? Yeah. Nine, so six, March 16th. No, is... sorry. Week 11 we're on right now since the virus. Yeah. Into week give, 11. Give or take, so almost, so it's almost coming on to like three months. Yeah. Now, so closing yeah, on two, three months. So half, yeah. I guess five weeks ago we go, okay, so we're allowed to sell liquor. We can sell booze. Let's open as takeout. So there was this huge Uber Eats, Fedora, Ritual. I think Ritual might have went out of business or Fedora went out of business. DoorDash. DoorDash. So went those out, are yeah. the, f- no, the four. No, Fedora went out of, Fedora Fedora went out out. of business. And like, I think apparently Ritual. DoorDash Which was a rumor to be thing. acquired by uber eats yeah so we speculation we, we kind of hesitated back and forth like <clears throat> do we give it a shot and just see what happens and get on the apps and there was such a backlog it was like two weeks to even get the app active because it was so backlogged wow so we opened first as this liquor store we essentially sell french fries or any like it could be a bag of chips it has to be a food item in ontario it's illegal to sell without a bottle so we start kind of just selling. sorry to cut you off there i remember yeah. <laughs> mansion in london they had a microwave because any place that sells booze technically yeah. has to have food yep so they had a microwave and it was like Po- like pizza pockets or something that was like there it could be chips. It, it's gonna be like a secret menu or something so like yeah you could buy pizza pockets at mansion in london back in the day something yeah. like that was something ridiculous That's so, yeah. so okay, we started cutting yeah, off so f- yeah so five weeks in we pivoted to this kind of like oh let's give the liquor store a shot you know we'll list all the beers that we we had in the menu we'll scale down um the menu we have i think 27 to 30 items on um we'll pull back to five or six we'll go live on as many apps and see if we can get any hype and momentum going just with our social networks and and two weeks in, it kind of starts to gain momentum. The weather gets nicer. And now we're at a point where five weeks in, it's like, you know, we're not, you know, no one's making money off this thing. We're, we're staying afloat with, you know, rent on King Street is definitely not cheap. It's probably the most expensive in the country yeah. on, you know, yeah. the corner where we're at. So currently the government is paying 50% of the rent. The landlord pays 25 and then subsidized, you know, so we're obviously left with the rest. And then they're, you know, they have to pay 75% of salaries too for salaried employees. So, you know, without this stuff, it becomes incredibly hard. But we're at a point without now without that stuff, it's probably impossible. There's, there's no like chance. You can't maintain. Yeah. You know, so you know, especially when DoorDash and Fedora and uh, Uber Eats are taking what, like thirty percent. It's so Uber is thirty, and then DoorDash is ten. So we wow. encourage people to call into the restaurant and then just come pick it up. Or there's an app called Ambassador, which is for straight through Instagram. You can actually go in, connect your credit card, and then go pick it up. I think I've used, um, and it seems really good. We've had great feedback yeah. from Ambassador I think I too. Used that so once recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're at a, we're at a point now where five weeks in, we've got you know a couple of guys on salary working, rubbing from twelve till nine. Um, last weekend was the last weekend that the whole Trinity Bellwoods things happened. We were so busy outside. I guess this is kind of 
connecting and with what's happening now, the relevancy of COVID and how, you know, everyone has their own views on it. But what I saw, I'm always there. I'm still, I'm working and, you know, it's part of my business. I want to be on site and, and be part of this. So I'm there seven days a week working. And what we saw, I guess a lot of it was overflow from the Trinity, Trinity. which I heard now is that there was upwards of 10 to 12,000 This past Saturday, people. it said 10,000 people, estimated yeah. 10,000 people. And they're saying that anyone was who was there should go self-quarantine now. Yeah. Well, no, the, Doug Ford, I think, made the announcement today that if you were at Trinity, you should go get tested. Yeah. Because like, and then a our doctor, testing numbers dropped Jesus. or something. But yeah. then the doctor, the girl who speaks, I'm not sure her name, but she was on Teresa two hours later. Yeah. That's so she went on two hours later going, don't do it. It'll do nothing. So they totally contradicted <laughs> each oh, other man. within two That's hours. Crazy. Like, where's this Well, you system? see even like Tories and started to, to yeah. change a little bit. We'll go yeah. back to, but like John Tory went there and like, I think our whole government's been doing a great job with this COVID stuff. But like Tory's in the middle of Trinity Bellwood, takes down. off his mask, like, Chatting, with the like, whole crowd? Oh yeah, yeah he's a in photo. the crowd. Like, there's and a photo of him in the crowd, like chatting. What? The mask is the on the weekend. Of his chin. Yeah, and yeah. it's just Why? like you know he didn't, didn't go there that. with That's that crazy. purpose. No. It's not like he went there to mingle. Maybe he went there just to like because parks are open, right? He encouraged people That's to go. Probably, up. probably but goofed the, it on that but one. But the idea is that like okay, there's hundreds of parks and parkettes downtown, like Lakeshore. The parks along Lakeshore were dead. Like Trillium Park was not busy, and they, they've and actually parks are one of the nicest parks in the city. They closed Lakeshore down. I went for a bike. Yes, I went. Yeah, yesterday as well. Friday, Saturday, they closed the south side down, and it's stunning. It's beautiful. Yeah, people like, are spaced out, but for him to show face there and this. I, I was working Saturday during the day. I messaged John Tory to get him on the podcast. So he didn't respond. No, <laughs> no I actually called his office. Yeah, he, come he, on. He's good though. He speaks yeah. every morning in his I, home. I, man, I like Tory. I think he's doing a good job, and yeah. it just kind of low key rattled me that he didn't respond yeah. to me. But, I st- but still, still, sure, he's got bigger like things to worry about than coming on the Bows podcast. And these guys, like, whoa, whoa, come on, that's <laughs> yeah. They're trying to keep the country run or the yeah. province running. So Saturday, that's happening. At Trinity. I'm like, I'm, I'm working at Ruby there, uh, just on site. And I'm starting to just like, we're, we're busy on the weekends as the weather gets nicer and nicer. And over the last few weeks, it just seems like, you know, shout out to our police force. They're incredible. They do a great job, but there's no one like really monitoring what's happening in the streets, whether it's there's bigger fish to fry. They have bigger problems, but I, I, I feel like I looked outside at one point I go, am I in a simulation? I go, is, is my life a matrix right now? And I'm going to get, is someone going to shake me and wake me up? And, and I'll be in Europe. I go, because everyone in the street's drinking. It's oh, like, really? what, I go, what society are we in? On where, King Street? On King Street, on every street. Yeah, where just, it's red cups. And it's like, we don't, you know, we don't give out red cups. It's, everything has to be in a sealed container. That, that is still the law. And has it come to a point where they're just going, it is what it is. Let's just go until this is finished. You know, well, so I just, it's Trinity so on Saturday. So there were six or eight police officers. And it's like, you think, why wouldn't they start ticketing people? But you start ticketing 10,000 drunk oh, people in their twenties and thirties. That's just going to so, be a nightmare. So, so is your stance changed now? Cause you said from day one, you just ticket everybody. I still think they should ticket. It, it should have come out harder, but then yeah. you go, you go look at Sweden, look at Belgium. <laughs> Sweden went. Sweden said we're not doing anything. Let's let, let's let this virus run its course. Uh, I think they said the old and the like compromised immune, uh, compromised immune systems. People with compromised immune systems or people over the age of sixty. Yeah, they said stay home and you self isolate. Yeah. You quarantine. They never closed bars. Everybody else yeah. never closed schools and stayed open. Where Belgium went the opposite and went very extreme, and their cases are significantly higher than Sweden. So it's like statistically, there's so much stuff that's so skewed with the WHO and. Um, how they're saying, you know, with face masks and gloves are the two biggest topics. First, it was you have to wear gloves because this virus stays on wood, metal, plastic. At first they said masks didn't matter. Right. So and then they changed their stance. They on swapped that. it. So now the virus doesn't stay on things for three to four days. And the masks, you need a mask. 
I was on King Street on Saturday and it's nobody. 100%. It's under 5% of the population in Toronto yeah. is wearing a mask. Yeah. And I was up I was up in Barry same thing. Like, and if they're nobody. wearing a mask, it's not on correctly. No. No, or it's just like a cool looking mask. It's there or it's like yeah, it's <laughs> I like, saw a lot of cool masks. I was like they've got like the If tr- I was going to wear a mask, I'd wear one like that. A Raptors thing or like yeah, whatever. Yeah. They've made their own design which is probably not like no like not really no one in a hospital yeah, yeah. would wear it anyway. <laughs> so it's become this fashion thing, but it's like where is it? Like where does this thing just end and just you want people to let this thing run its course and just get it through the body. Something else is going to come along two years. Oh, like, it's, uh, you know what I mean? Lie. It's I like, not. Yeah. like we, I, I, we want this thing to get going. It's like for us in a business that, you know, you invest so much time and money and investment and, you know, That's, mental, yeah, hard physical, work, your whole sweat, life is tears. pouring into this thing. And then it's like, just pull the rug out. What yeah. are we left with? We had three days. And you know what the shitty part is? It's that you just opened. If you didn't open, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Like, we had the taste. What you're missing out right? on. Yeah, you, you had the taste and it's like, okay, you had a killer opening weekend and yeah. now, you know, yeah. FU closed down. Yeah. And, and it's something like, completely out of your control. Yeah. So, so many people there every day, it's like the number one question is, so when are you guys going to open the patio? Well, I find out when you find out <laughs> on, CB, yeah. on CB24. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't have an inside line to City Hall going, hey, heads up in 48 hours. So- Fire the patio up. When John, when, John <laughs> okay, Torrey comes, yeah. when John Torrey comes on the podcast, we'll have an inside scoop. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's like, and not only with that, it's like to get a restaurant fired up, we had hired 120 staff. We did six rounds of interviews, had like 1,300 people come apply, you know, through our interview process. And we hired 100 people and 10 managers on standby, ready to go. Some didn't even work shift. Uh, right. So now like, it's like damn. to restart that engine and to, you know, put gas on that fire, it's like retraining. You know, resetting this restaurant up. Or people, we, people don't even remember what your kitchen looks like. Probably. No, we've we've hauled fridges out as you saw the other day. That looks like a like almost like a convenience store with sliding glass. We put that fridge at the front of the venue so it looks like it says cold beer on the top. You guys did a great job. Though. Yeah, I'm not like you walk by. I'm like, this is a place I want to hang out. Yeah, and, like, oh, I and can't really we're, hang we're out. pounding music. We're making it inviting, and it's funny. So you know, being in there in the morning, <laughs> we open up the windows. Like, we're going to do a really good coffee program as well. And when we do reopen, we're going to open for breakfast. That that neighborhood Heck thrived yeah, off bottomless Port- mimosas. Portland Variety was the breakfast spot. Like it, it lined up. <laughs> Um, I, sorry, are you guys going to do bottomless mimosas? How Rick said, mimosas? No, no, never, no. Mimosas. No. Yeah. But I'll met, make them bottomless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, bottomless is just yeah. not as much money it's you got actually, in your pocket, buddy. <laughs> yeah, just on, just on tap. Yeah. Hey, Rick, is itch, Rick is itching to go down. He'll be the first guy at your door. When the I, as soon as Teresa Tam and Doug Ford say we're allowed to go back out, <laughs> I'm going to be like bells and whistles. First table at Ruby Soul. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, you you're open in. at 10. Okay. I'll help you open the doors yeah. at nine. Like I'm there, man. Let's <laughs> do this. It was, it was part of our program to always open up for breakfast at in that neighborhood of that area. Well, there was nothing really relevant. There was the Thompson diner, which was like, yeah, you go in, true. it's two people. You spend 70 bucks. Like, are you stoked? No, it's like a hotel thing. Yeah. So we had this beautiful, like this incredible program ready to roll out, which That's is true. now we've got to spend some time on it. It's, you know, we're excited to re-roll, but it, you just you just need to give us a date. Say it's in two weeks because having people on standby, there's like you don't need that extra anxiety. We're already yeah. not open, right? Yeah. It's just like say, tell us it's June fifteenth. We can prepare. We can train. Do we have to do a liquor order? You know, and what's happening with all these kegs around the city? Someone's like, imagine being like Molson or Labatt or Sleeman. There's You're wa- sitting on them. There's warehouses of kegs. Oh wow! Right. So what? Like, all our keg. We have twelve lines. They're all tapped. We shut the gas off and try and salvage. Not using it now, yeah. right? So it's like someone compared a keg to gas when gas was so cheap. How they're paying you to get rid of it? Yeah. So it's like, what do you do with all the beer? And that's why our so now, heck yeah, our bottle sales, <laughs> right? So a growler and tap it and you know flip it. But it's like our bottle sales were you know the amount of cider we're selling with the heat is is bananas. Like we can't <laughs> keep the fridges full. 
So it's, it's been a really interesting learning curve from, you know, you open the restaurant three days, you close it, you five weeks later go, let's open a, a to-go store, basically yeah. a convenience store for beer, your own beer store, and then do takeout, which none of our expertise is takeout. We want you to eat in and so we can host you to yeah, the bar and show them yeah, the experience. Like that energy, like, yeah, that yeah, yeah. vibe, that atmosphere. My whole yeah. life I was like, let's, you know, we want people to party and drink alcohol. That's what yeah. fuels our business and our, and our, in our world of entertainment. And it's gone. So now we're like, what, you push burgers and fries and you push our food program, which is incredible, but it really flips 180, right? Yeah. So the profit margin on, you know, cans of beers is pennies on the dollar where your food, at least you're doing okay and you can keep rolling along. But it's the, the whole thing seems like it really does seem like a simulation the last nine, 12 weeks of yeah. everything. So it's like you wake up every day and what's coming next. And it's like, you try, I try not to look at any platforms of, you know, the social media I have now, CP24s. Uh, CNN is just so bananas anyway. It's all just a Trump rant. Yeah. Um, you, I, I don't even look at it. It's like back to cable. You don't yeah, need yeah. cable because it's all the same thing. Targeting certain people, right? For sure. With different for newscasts. Sure. But you just like wake me up when the dream's over. Like I just want to get back. I want to go to a game. I want to go for a beer with the boys and I just want to go out after and wake up hungover. You know, it's yeah. like I, when, and I know people are going out actively not in bars, but. Well, yeah, stuff, we, we but. should talk about this actually because this is almost a pretty hot topic. Like the low key, and I'm not going to say any of them, but there's, I know there's people and venues that are hosting like legit parties. Really? In the city. Venues? Venues. Or so I guess you, owners through, are doing it at their venues, but. Can you tell us how you know this or no? I have friends that have been invited to them. Ah, so they're just closing and, the doors. And I've, and I've seen pictures. Yeah, I don't know. And I, it's just like, man, on. if you get caught, not only is your, that bar getting shut down like ASAP, your liquor Put license is gone, all your other venues that you're associated with are going to be gone too. Yeah, like, you just, I get it. You want to have a little house, like a little barbecue at your house. Like I get it. Invite a couple friends over. But like when you got like 20 people in like a venue that's got a license, like not for nothing. Be careful, man. Yeah, it's like, dangerous. It's a dangerous place. Like I, I hope no one's doing it. I just, I, I, I don't really hear much about it. I just like, I just don't even want to think about it. Mm -hmm. I'm just, just focused on what I'm doing and, yeah. and not other people kind of playing with fire, I guess is the best yeah. way to put it. So, yeah. and so like you just don't want one, one, <laughs> one person or somebody to ruin it for all of us. One so, bad but, ruins a bunch. And it's, I feel like we're so close now that, you know, what if we found out tomorrow morning goes, guys, June 1st, let's open. Wouldn't our whole world change again? Oh my God. Like, yeah. what would you do? He's like, Hey, you know, the bars open. Do you have to call ahead for a reservation? No, nah, just book me in 10 a.m. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, and, and <laughs> opening seat. And I'll be there. I'll say, be in line. <laughs> we're so blessed that on our corner, we blew out. It's called a nano wall when all the, it's like an accordion, hell of our windows fold up. Okay. So, about 45% of the, of, I guess the ease walls all exposed and open. So, it's all windows. It's kind of like up. that, um, the restaurant in Liberty. Um, local. No, no, the other Williams one. Williams Landing. So, those like, doors, it's basically, so yeah. our restaurant is half open, but people now, because their mindset has shifted into, um, you know, we want open air, we want sunlight, we have all that plus this patio that holds another hundred and a hundred people outside. So yeah, we're capped table on the patio. Yeah, we're capped for three two seventy three hundred. Um, but if we get fifty percent cap, then at least we can you know open up and and get some revenue generated to keep moving forward because like we want to continue to do projects and right now we can't in this city do anything. No one wants to sell. No, no one wants you can't to buy. do anything. You basically not even just here. Like I feel like almost the world is just on a hold. Yeah. Like nobody's really starting new products. The housing market, I think, has gone down, and they say the number of like listings has declined by like 
50 or something yeah. like that. Same, yeah. same year sales. Yeah. yeah. Same same time last year. That yeah, it's, it's gone yeah. down by like a crazy amount. So just, everybody's worried, right? I think Toronto's always going to bounce back. I think it's, you know, it's supply and demand as well. No one's selling, but no one's buying either. It's yeah. it's sitting stagnant. I know the housing market has definitely dropped, but I think we're all, I think we're all homeowners here. It's like the condo market's not going to drop too much. It's a couple points, but there was such a jump in last November to February anyway, you're still in the net positive. Right? Yeah. So it's like, it, but you know, over the last couple of years, so. Yeah, it's an uncertain. It, it, it's crazy what happens. I think Toronto. It's a pretty resilient city, and I mean, again, if it ends June first, I mean, it's still going to be bad, and there's still a lot of job losses. But then it was like, okay, two months that the world shut down. Does it go right back, or does it just continue on? Like, if everything opens up June first, it maybe becomes a blip, and things kind of trend right, not right back, but they kind of start going back on the on yeah, the incline the, again. The so whole, be, I guess, to your topic with the, the nightclub, the whole industry itself that. Like what's going to happen to the nightclub side of it? You know, there's a lot of stuff. Do you you go you walk downstairs into? It's a dark room, and you know, you you put a couple thousand people into a room. How is that? How is it even possible? Well, did you guys see the Do article you know? with uh, Charles Caboose? Yeah, yeah. It's I, I read that, and the way I read it is almost like the guy was defeated, right? It's yeah. like you read it, and it's just he's like, ah, I don't know what the, the the next direction is. I've got all these things and cabana you know, was kind of the only positive yeah, thing they, how they can pivot into they might pivot into a restaurant which would right? absolutely which would awesome how dope would it be to go to cabana and have a nice dinner on that yeah. and overlook toronto because oh, like yeah. it is it's hands down like i think it's the biggest li- liquor license spot, yeah in like no that's not like an actual actual venue it's like yeah well it's like i think total capacity is probably like eight thousand or I think something it's, i think it's like it's four and a half in then six out so it's probably 10k so it's is a it, stadium is it eight out uh, six plus the four, so oh, six, 10 yeah, total. So, yeah, ten yeah, k total. Yeah, so, give or take. But they they've done such a great job, and it's like it's pretty hard to beat Cabana, like unless you're in Vegas. In, in Toronto, yeah, you can't. Like, yeah, so right. I know the whole so, something like that. Think about it. they've already lost a month of potential sales. Yeah, so even if it does open up in June, their window they're usually closed after Labor Day, give and they get take. a rain day. And so you basically lost a quarter of your like possible yearly sales, mm-hmm. and that's if they it opens June first, which realistically it's yeah. not. I just, I really have the feeling that the longer it goes, I think we're in for the like middle of June, but you see like Vancouver now is 50% occupancy. Like everyone sees the videos, like people are partying in Vancouver. Like, I don't know how they're regulating it. I don't know who's regulating it. Is it, is it liquor inspectors? Is it health inspectors? Like who's out and around? Is it cops? Like, I don't even know who's in control of this yeah. new occupancy load, you know? Um, how do you regulate everything? Like, is there enough, especially in a city as big as Toronto with as many bars and restaurants and clubs, like, how do they check the whole city to make sure? Like, are they going to go in every space and count? Well, they're going to they're going to make us work? either remove it because we're all high top chairs and stools. So you pull the stool out, and this is your new occupancy load. So say we're two seventy. Well, now you're one thirty five, and space them out. But how do you stop them from going high fiving their happy birthday and then sending? Can you send someone a shot? Does the bartender wear a mask? Do they yeah. put up glass in front of the bar? Like we we just don't. There's so many unknowns. It's just it's a crapshoot right yeah. now. So it's like there, there's no guidance. From One the of the things that's guaranteed is I will be there first day. <laughs> no matter what it is, there's <laughs> bottomless mimosas for Ricky. bottomless mimosas. So <laughs> start my tab. Yeah, it just I just wish there was a little bit of like sure there's light at the end of the tunnel because you know we're in phase one, but it's like they're just I wish they were a little bit more. Let us know as business owners who how many yeah. have gone under. You, know, like, you feel for it. So, I think right when this first happened, they said ten percent. It's 50. Closed down instantly, and they are expected 50 would close down if it reached like uh, June 1st or yeah. something. Yeah, and now it's like it's, it's getting it's nicer, nicer and nicer and nicer. And you see spots. It hit me. I don't know. I have like this, this soft spot for Nando's, and I saw that Nando's, they're 21 yeah. personally owned and operated Nando's are closing. I'm like, I put Nando's up there with like Wendy's. Oh, no. I don't know if I'm Nando's wrong for that. Some like, of the best chicken. In, I, 
best franchise so. chicken. The peri peri, so. it's like that's it's like, a yeah, they're hot oh, sauce. Yeah. Like, it's Do you guys good. know where Nando's was started? The first ever location. Pre- Some are Greek related. No, no. Yeah, it's definitely the Danforth. <laughs> no, no, no. South Africa. <laughs> really? No way. Yeah. So I, I think my mom told me we were actually in South Africa, and she's like, you know, Nando's was founded here. I think I'm pretty sure I looked it up, and uh, started in South Africa. And now it's like global, massive. I love Nando's. I think yeah. they have in terms of if you're getting like. If you want quick, like kind of fast food chicken, yeah, that's your spot. Oh yeah, there's one like, not far from here. Yeah, there's one. There's one on King too. Yeah, Maybe. Oh, the fan. one. So the one on Queens when I was talking about Queen, to come yeah, see. I, I don't know if that one's closing, but I just I did read somewhere there was 21 uh, that are closing. But it's sad to see that stuff, man. Like that's that's scary when you see big chains and that oh, closing. Hurts. I saw. Bankrupt. Car rental, yeah. Bankrupt. They were selling Corvettes for like 50k. Brand so, new Corvettes. Just unloading all their stock. Yeah, right? like wow. repossession. Yeah. It's crazy right now. The, the domino of weird things, like when I saw that Hertz are like, I go, okay. I go, makes sense. People aren't traveling. traveling. They're not renting cars. Like, well, that's the other thing you won't know. You won't know the residuals of like what is going to go bankrupt. Like you can say, okay, restaurants are going to close down. But then like how many like restaurant, like small little uh, restaurant supply shops downtown. Like there's, I think there's like a little like one on Queen Street or something that sells like pots, pans, all that kind of stuff and yeah. like industrial gear to restaurants. Do those guys go out of oh, business? Oh, Nic- Nicolau. Like, I think I think it's Greek Nicolau, too, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and I'm not singling him out because I don't really yeah. know. But like, we this, actually buy our stuff from there. Yeah, the like the someone's the small places like that. Small yeah. places who supply restaurants go out. Like, do small well, vendors okay, furniture like Andrew Moretti. Like yeah. his business was basically crippled overnight. He was fortunate enough that you know he he came up with a game plan. He started making masks, and he was one of the first guys really mass producing masks in the city. But if he didn't, his business was crippled. He went from having I think forty staff to having zero or one himself. Now he jumped back up because he's doing these masks. Yeah. Shout out, plug there, Canada Mask Supply. Canada Mask Supply. Dot CA. Yeah, thank you. So if you we guys should go drop some off at the restaurant too. Like yeah. we all, all of us do wear masks still at Ruby. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, you know, to and do gloves, it. Like, you guys do. Yeah, masks and gloves for sure. Every, every person that comes in. So, you know, obviously we want to be the safest and we want to set a good example for everyone too to come in the restaurant as well. But just because the patron's not wearing doesn't mean it's right or wrong. But we're going to do our part yeah. to do That's the all you can do, right? Business, like, right? So, and, you know, the, hopefully the quicker it you know, gets through that we, we look better and you know, we're being an example for the rest. Yeah, so, well, I but. think once everything does start to open up, like, again, there's the, you know, the, the Ruby's Holes, the parlors, the places yeah. like that. People are going to want to itch to get back to just because you know, prior to all this happening, those were good like local gatherings. And, and there's such good right? people. Like, and I do, I'm glad you said, like the guys from Locals Only and Lazy yeah, Fair are yeah, incredible. Exactly. And the parlor are awesome guys from Vancouver. <laughs> and it's like, there's such a good community on King Street. And what we always say, it's like a rising tide lifts all ships. If a new venue opens on that street, I'm going to be the first guy there to go support it yep. and buy a drink. It's like no one's out for each other. You want to see all the businesses grow and thrive. The busier we get that corner or that street, oh yeah, it's better for everyone. You know, it's like we don't want places closing. Yeah. We're drawing from this huge mega. Well, because think about every network, well, those four you know? venues just named are all in the same block across and basically you, you can throw other. a rock like yeah. from each venue, and Portland and, ba- and Bathurst. Yeah, yeah, when you think about it too, it's like. There's so much, like let's say one day Ruby Soul was slammed. Okay, then they're going to go to Locals or Laissez Faire. Okay, then you got people from Parlor. Everyone goes to everyone. And uh, like uh, this is kind of a bad example, but that's why they're, I think they're hesitant to open up venues again because was it South Korea where one the person, clubs. they opened up clubs, one dude went to five nightclubs and he was directly no way. related to infecting like 5,000 people or something. What's funny you say that? Jeez. I saw that one person because again, it's like he infected five people who affected 10 people who blah, 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 yeah, blah. There was yeah, a soccer yeah. game called like, in uh, I think it was in maybe it's Portugal I think we were talking about or in Spain that they called it Game Zero. One guy infected eighty thousand people. What? It was like one of the main European hits when it went bonkers. I think it was in Spain. 
Or no, Spain or Italy, maybe. That was like, they called it like patient game, zero. Patient whatever, yeah. zero. Oh, shit. And because, they, like, think, man, soccer, hockey. <laughs> well, like, when you think of like Contagion, right? Like that movie with exactly, that. Yeah. 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 Mad Damon. Mad Damon, Mad Damon right? yeah. You see, it just started. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. She got it from the guy who got it from the meat market. And I did, that's I, a pretty good movie, actually. Yeah, especially it's so relevant right now. Like, yeah. I'm sure it's had so many views. Like, Oh, so what, the first week, I watched it again. I've it, seen it, but I watched it again. It went to one of the top. And now because it's so different than science. On Netflix, like, yeah. 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 It, it was, was one of the top watched movies on Netflix during this time. Yeah. Netflix is a funny one, too, in all this. Like, they their stock, I don't even know, I don't know how profitable Netflix is, but their viewership alone. Oh, Scott, Amazon, I, I, same thing, right? They, like, they br- I can't remember the number. I remember when Netflix, like, announced their first round of earnings that happened during COVID. Their numbers were, like, astronomical. They, oh, they exceeded like, the growth by, like, I don't know, five. I mean, it could be ballparking, but, like, yeah. five million or something crazy. Just, just new subscribers alone. I think there was, like, two or three just in Canada alone. Like, Canada's population is 37 million. Yeah. That's, like, 3% of the population. Oh, yeah. We like, got to think, too, like, I share with my family, but only so many people can watch at a time. So everybody who was like freeloading before had to get their own account. Oh, because you could use a few different on a subscription. You can use like three at the same, you can have like five yes, total and three yeah. at the same time. Otherwise you can't log in. Yeah. So I'm assuming then they had a bunch of people sign up who were like, you know, cause you're sitting home all day watching everything. Yeah. I know there's so many people that do in these situations that, you know, I guess mine's different. I'm feeling better as a person, but there's businesses being created right now. People are coming out of this going, okay, I, I created something. I innovated something. Going, I'm coming out on top. Yeah. And then there's, you know, they say that the rich get richer. They're in there swallowing up all these things that are so low on the market coming out. Yeah. When this, you know, what happens in two years on this rebound and going, you know, you know we've quadrupled or, you know, times 10. Yeah. And you're getting stuff. 50 cents on the dollar and helping bail people out, yeah. people out and everything. Like we, yeah. And where we sit with Ruby directly on King, um, the dollar store. I, I literally, if I could rewind six months and invest in the dollar store, I would have, it, it's dollar it's stocks hot, man. So I think last year alone in 2019, it was air Canada and the dollar store were the two top rising stocks. Okay. Um, before air Canada now was at, it was at $55. It dropped to 12 yeah, or something. Big, I don't know, yeah. I don't know where the it's at right now. The whole airline industry smoked. But the dollar store is such a weird one. Cause I, we looked directly across the street and the dollar store is lined up. Because you can get everything in there. Oh, like, yeah. Literally everything you need from the dollar toilet store. Paper. Toilet paper. Yeah. chips, whatever whatever you need to cooking oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. And this place is lined up around the block like a bulk barn. Yeah. It's it's like 10 a.m. till 12 at night. They have 10 people outside waiting to get in the dollar store. And they're on every corner. Oh, yeah. So it's you like they, they everything. really... Everything. Like if you had invested going like, this is a jackpot. Oh, yeah. It's kind of fun. Like the dollar store is just yeah. murdering it. Well, like the grocery stores, like every grocery store is slammed. 37% like, increase in sales in groceries. I saw this stat yesterday. Yeah. My mom was yeah. telling me that they... Um, she works for one of the major grocers that she said that they their growth that they hit i i don't know i can't i maybe misheard her the growth they hit on their online sales they the numbers were what they projected to do like in 2024 no. on a monthly basis i think uh, I don't think it's in store. I think it's online because e-commerce has blown up so much yeah. that they have to redo their projections because if even if it they're gonna lose some when it goes back, it'll to rebound. Yeah, but they think that now it's come like here to stay even more so. So like they're all online retailers numbers have jumped like exponentially. And now when you're in there too, I, I find because I I continue to go get my own groceries. I'm not gonna send someone to do it. Yeah. Everyone you see in there or probably half is picking them up for someone else. So oh, they're, yeah, they're got their little scanner on their phone hitting their thing going okay there's the the lettuce and like scanning the code yeah. to see if it matches up so it's like there's another new business that was created instacart like became yeah. probably super popular because of this Huge. yeah i used yeah. it actually i used it twice I, I like it but i also after the first time i ordered I hit the food and vegetables too. i was like mm, i don't know i kind of thought like it wasn't the best selection i'm like yeah i still kind of like picking my own stuff out i mean it's convenient if you're ordering like n- like non-perishable bottled waters and stuff like that that's convenient easy 
But I still think like going into the stores is still the way to go. Like, uh, actually, I, I, a good grocery challenge because I did it for one of the weeks is you only buy things from the outside ring of the grocery store. So think about it in your head. Nothing healthy is on the inside rows. So just think about That's this. That's true. And no one's ever told me till I, I was actually except re- that like random one healthy aisle they have, like the organic aisle, which is probably like close. Yeah, to organic the chips and shit. Like, I think I read it. In, like, do you guys know who Tim Ferriss or um, yeah. Uh, Marcus Alvary is like this challenge or I don't know if I forget what I read it. So I tried it and like, cause you're, you're heightened awareness. Now when you're in the grocery go, huh, that row I'll pop. Yeah. Next row down all chips and sour candy. Next can, row can goods, all canned goods. I'm like, this is actually makes sense. I never thought about that. And so no, but now when you walk and you go, yeah. holy shit, I know what he was talking about. Like this, like it's uh, wild. You can even picture it. Like, yeah, yeah. So it goes they, like produce to like the, meat, like to veg, like to milk and like eggs. And then, Kind of the frozen stuff on the back. So yeah, you can go so the whole loop. It's the like the ring diet yeah, or whatever. But if you stick but yeah. to it, it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot like leaner and cleaner. Yeah, I'm the worst to grocery shop for because, or to grocery shop because I go through every aisle and I'll just start grabbing things. Yeah. yeah. Like, are I you a got, cart guy or like a little oh, buggy? No, I'm like, I got the full cart. So you're like, like it's and like I'll fill it up. Fifty bucks. I'll yeah. fill it up. <laughs> when we used to go grocery shopping in London, so we were four guys. We were like six guys in a house. So it was me and my brother and then two of my best friends. We lived together. So we said, okay, we'll split the groceries. The four of us. Three of us go, so one person doesn't have to go, like, whatever. We went every other Monday night, and our bills were literally, like, 800 bucks. Oh, I can't imagine. But you're yeah. grabbing 10 dinners. We get, we made dinner together Monday to Friday, and it was enough dinner that you had lunch the next day. It was a Thanksgiving. Everyone, yeah, any, everyone was allowed one bag of chips each. Everyone was allowed one, like, um, pack of pop. Like, we were so – like, everyone got their own cookies. Like, it was so properly set up, and we'd have our bills, and they'd be, like, two meters long. Yeah, that was like me by myself when I lived at Western. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My boy eats well. Honestly, yeah. man, I'm the kind of guy that goes in a grocery store. Now, I, not just like recently, but the last maybe year or whatever, I've been like, I'll have a plan, I'll have a grocery list. But I used to just go in. I'm like, okay, like, what am I feeling? If you're freewheeling, George like, was you're at like 200 bucks triple. when you left the candy aisle. Oh, man. yeah. Buddy, I come out of grocery stores like 250, 300 by myself. And then like some of it goes to waste. And, you're and like, then you're back two days later going, yeah. shit, I missed check in or like something like that. Yeah, it's true. You don't like think of what to get. So, yeah, yeah you can't, I, I can't like free ball it anymore and just like kind of walk and pick For what I want. Me, honestly, I'm going grocery shopping now. Like I was, wor- I was bad before. Now it's basically I grab a ready-made chicken, like three heads of lettuce. It's and your avocado. ten things you're gonna pull it all. Yeah, times. I grab yeah. like my five items. It's like not even yeah. fifty bucks, and I'll just go because there's so many grocery stores. I drive to work, so it's so easy for me to pop in on my way home from work. And even if I don't, there's a rob around the corner. There's a shoppers, and like I know those places are a little bit more pricey. But at the end of the day, when I'm buying five to ten items, if I pay ten percent more, it's not the end of the world. I've right? even caught myself like I, I lived in Liberty Village for a couple of years and. You get very familiar with your grocery store, and I catch myself driving back because you know what's in the aisles and in the rows. You know exactly now, where like, it is. Like I have one across uh, from my place that long goes up on King and Port or Queen in Portland, but I can walk. But I'll catch myself driving. Um, and now St. Lawrence Market's actually open. Oh, St. Lawrence Market. So I walk down twice a week and just get like my fresh berries and my fresh produce. I'm like, I'd rather go support there. Yeah. Versus a mega, you know, a metro, a yeah. Longos, and one of those guys, and it's cheaper. Yeah. Down I used there to too, live like, at. Um, uh, King and Church on the northwest corner there, the nice little condo. We used to go to St. Lawrence Market every Saturday for pea meal bacon sandwiches. Oh, and it's the famous gra- spot. Yeah, and then we'd grab our like whatever meat we were cooking that yeah. night, and it was the best. Like six bucks get you like a pea meal bacon sandwich and a can of pop. Oh, yeah. So they're back fire. open at eight. George is like, I'm I'd have so hungry right now. I'm just yeah. thinking about food now. We're talking about this. <laughs> oh. Um, well, but I wanted to jump just back to one thing because you were mentioning breakfast and like th- so this. 
was that the plan from the onset with Ruby, or was this now that you kind of like had the shutdown? Did you have time to like revamp it? Is there new ideas coming out? Like, what's coming out of this that you brought to kind of innovate or adapt your business? I think we we always had a really good business plan. the The plan from the start was um, we always knew we we're going to have a great late night. We we're going to have a great chef. My it's actually a chef that I worked with um, when I worked at Four Seasons Hotel in uh, in Whistler. So we reconnected after twelve years. And actually, he was working at one of the Williams Landings or one of the Grains. And I'd offered him, it's like, hey, just come for a meeting. We have a new property. Um, you might be really interested to start fresh and, you know, help grow with us with some other venues. And he took the job, created a sick, 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 sick menu. So when these guys have corporate structure, it's not like a kitchen manager. This is a real chef. You know, these guys are red sealed. You know, you've worked in high volume spots. Like, landings are busy. They pump out food. Like, these guys are, are high volume spots. Well, if, correct me if I'm wrong. If you all your ingredients and all your, like, dishes, they have to have like some sort of regular theme because you can't just cook three different dishes and expect to pump it out quickly. Either, yeah. Right. And like our menu was big and this is before adding the brunch and the breakfast and the bottomless so, mimosas. And the bottomless mimosas. So that's a whole nother page for Ricky <laughs> with his face on it. But you know, I get my own special menu when I walk in. And it's one thing you don't think about in when you build restaurants is how much space certain items take up. Yeah. So we're already like, you know, say 26 items. It's a lot of mise en place and prep for the kitchen guys. And then we close down. We start the breakfast talk because that was next on our on our our checklist across. It's like okay, we're rolling. This is next breakfast, eggs. When you're in the restaurant industry, eggs come in these like eighteen by twelve boxes. When you're going through a busy breakfast service, like you can crush through ten to twenty boxes of eggs. Jesus. And it's like, where do you put this stuff? <laughs> yeah. There's there, there's no basement on King Street. We don't have a basement <laughs> to put this stuff. So it's like you're just. And the, the strangest things happen when you introduce new new menu items too. But the whole vision was, you know, open at 7 a.m., great breakfast, great brunch, a lunch. We just, we want to oh, create wow. a spot where, you know, you're not getting sick of this stuff. It's kind of like that cheers or friends mentality where there's always something good. It's seven days a week. And for me, it's what do you feel the most comfortable when you can walk into a venue by yourself and high five the bartender? I love to go sit at a bar you know, by myself and just, and just chat sports. You know, it's like the most welcoming yeah, environment. Yeah. There should never be an anxiety or like a, a stress. Am I going to be like, like not cool sitting yeah, at the bar, like judged, whatever. An intimidation. Like yeah. if you finish the game, you're like, hey, I'm going to go check out Ruby. I met this guy and it's like he introduced me as my name's Ricky. Welcome. Like if you have any questions, just shoot me, you know, ask me away. Yep. And you get that one good relation. And <coughs> when you can walk into a spot and feel comfortable by yourself, it's success. And that's what our vision always was with Ruby and that what that will be moving forward to, you know, create that neighborhood corner spot that still does definitely fire up late night that's really cool because well. you don't so, i started cause i was gonna say yeah. like i don't i mean i've it's been a while since i've been at king street now especially with this yeah. shutdown but like i can't think of somewhere off the top of my head that like you know i mean i've been to king street we both have like you kind of know that like the different owners of the clubs and yeah. like the managers so you kind of still can go by yourself but i wouldn't say there's somewhere where like you know if i want to go for a meal i know i can go there sit by myself so that like it's cool that you're taking yeah. that approach because it king street doesn't necessarily have that feel to it anymore it's very like you know, you know your spots, you go and you go with a crew. So it's, it's, cool. it's, it's, it's a very fine circle. Like you say you're out a couple nights a week. You really go to the same spots every night. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you have your circle, you stick with it because you have your, you're not going to wait in your lines. You're going to high five the guys. They know what you drink. It's like, you don't really venture out. Like we go up to spots. Like I love piano, piano, like shout out to piano, piano and those guys up there. It's like you venture, but like, do you even really go north of Bloor? Do you go? You don't even go north of Queen. Like your circle is so small. Yeah. That it's like you really don't go. It's like Liberty Village is as far as you go west, other than where I'm yep. at right where we're at right now. Have you been ever like drinking in the beaches? No, no. Uh, I've been to the like, Queen Queen East. I've done because I have some friends. There's up that there, tiki bar in the Queen East, isn't it? Oh, the, the, the broad, the Broadway, the Broadview. 
We've Hotel been, is I've dope. been to the Broadview. Can yeah. we go? I haven't been, no, but I remember you talked about it. I thought we went with our, with our moms one time. Oh, yeah, we did, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah we did go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Broadview, Broadview. There's a few places in the East End. Like, but yeah, I know what you mean. I, yeah. We're on a up. Saturday night, where do you find yourself going? Like, yeah. you go it's King the same West. spots, yeah. You, you could find, like, Ricky in this corner at this time. Oh, I'm you know going to find Reagan all weekend night. He's not leaving King Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like two block, not even a one block radius. Yeah, if, I can't, if I can't walk there, I'm not going. Yeah. You're not going east of Marvel or like west of EFS. Like yeah. That, yeah. that is your Pretty much. The, the zone, right? So Basically. Right. And, you know, King is an awesome community. It's like, that's one thing that's been kind of neat through this experience is being there early is meeting like the morning people that drink these coffees and you know what they drink, you know what their dog likes. You know, we have yeah. dog treats we give out in the morning. I was just going to say, do you guys it, got dog treats? So yeah. our chef made like these organic dog treats. And now when the dogs turn the corner up Portland, they start to look in, but it's like, it's, it's all relationship building. And it's been a really, like it's a positive to pull out yeah. that, you know, you know, people buy names and they live in these condos. Cause it's not all nightlife guys like us. People like to go out and go for dinner at six and then go home or they go for lunch and have a beer. And we don't see it. Cause you know, say you go into work at nine, you get home at three. That world doesn't exist. Yeah. So there's so many more components to you know yeah. to the industry, and then there's breakfast that people are breakfast people, right? So yeah. it's uh there's a lot of people like well, not just bottle consumers and sports guys, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh yeah. That's cool. Well, definitely. I mean, I listen. I'll, I'm I'm itching to get down there too, and I yeah. know like that'll be a difference to see somewhere for like for breakfast on King Street, which would be really cool. Yeah, especially because the patio is so beautiful and gets morning sun. Oh yeah. So our sun closes at two. two What's well, a prime corner? So. It's like one of the busiest corners yeah. there, right? So it's a good spot. But, yeah, we're really excited and. Hopefully we do hear something in the next couple of days to, yeah. to redo that. So we're starting to build a patio in three days. So just so it's ready to go nice. and then we can drop to the tables and hire more staff yeah. that were let off, let go. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite dish on the menu? Favorite dish on the menu is by far the Halifax Donair. So I don't know if any of you guys Halifax ever had Donair? Halifax Donair. Halifax so Donair. So in okay. Halifax, it's called Pizza Corners, this famous spot where everyone goes after the bar. And a lot of people think a Donair is like a kebab. But it's like it gets shaved off this off this like kind of like rotisserie. Yeah. But it's got this sweet kind of like this sweet sauce that kind of like oozes out with the tomatoes. And it's we are just we almost sell out of them every couple of days. Wow. So when you guys come down, I'll definitely yeah, yeah, yeah a nice sure. Aperol spritz in one of those, and it's game over. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't have Aperol spritz. We're not telling oh, that story on here. No, no, no okay. No, I, 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 I spent a month in Italy last year, and I was like, I, I'm like, I'm an ambassador <laughs> of Aperol. I love it. I like, love it, but I had one bad night and uh, one bad it. day. We should just tell it. Save so, we'll say we'll say we'll tell the PG version. <laughs> Cole's no sure, sure. So we went out one day. We had a crazy night, right? We're in Havar. So we have a crazy night, and you know Havar, you, you go out. Sorry to interrupt. You were in Croatia when I was in Italy. Yeah, we we, we overlooked. Yeah, we, we just, just missed each other. Each other. Yeah, no, but th this yeah. is like two or three years ago now. Maybe three. Oh, years this ago. is like last summer when you were there. Yeah, we, okay. Like recently, I was in a two month right? trip in Europe. Yeah. 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 So we're uh, we went out one day. We had a pretty late night. So we went to like Carpe Diem, and then we went to like Pink Champagne in Havar. So we get in late, we go to bed, we wake up early because we were checking out of our Airbnb and checking into a hotel. So we had about four hours to kill between the like the checkout and the check-in. So we go down, we sit down, we're having like a, a casual brunch, not a not a bottomless mimosa brunch, but whatever, you have one or two. Georgie's crushing his Aperol spritzes. So Turns we're one deep. Bottomless Aperol. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> he's probably like four or five deep at this point. He's like, man, I might just carry it on. I'm like, all right. Maybe like 10, like it's 2 p.m. And, I, and I wasn't 10. I don't know. It was a lot. It was I, a lot. Like, our <laughs> tables just at one point just covered. No, it wasn't tab. Maybe like six. And we were there for a bit. We were there for a few hours. But it was like, I was at the point where I was so like, it was hot. I was hungover. And when I get hungover, everyone knows it's a known topic on this podcast that I'm like a miserable person. <laughs> like, I'll just, I'm okay if you don't talk to me. But if you want me to talk and converse, I get very like 
agitated. Antsy, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit. Your boats are getting off. I don't want to hear all these tourists like yelling. So give me like an apple. I had one. I was like, oh, I feel a little bit better. Then I had like the threshold of like three or four. I was like, oh, I feel good. And then I was like, oh, I'm at like five, six. I don't know. This is a bad, I'm on <laughs> that's a slippery like slope. Four a.m. the next night, you go, oh, here we go. Like that's when you get yeah. hit hard the next day. Yeah, George, George died that. Yeah, day. I basically fell asleep for like twelve hours. <laughs> I was like, I, and 18, like yeah. mid evening or afternoon, I was like, yeah, let me like sleep it off with this hotel now. And then anyways. went to bed like six, didn't wake up till like noon the next day. <laughs> I was at noon. It was like eight. It's twelve hours. Man. <laughs> But yeah, no more Aperol's for me. But uh, I will come for the donut. That's for sure. Definitely, yeah. Anything so. food, I'll come for. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but we'll. Uh, honestly, I mean, uh, we're looking forward to getting out there. I mean, yeah, I, I think you didn't go to the open. No, 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 I missed. It. So we were. In, I just got back from Vegas. So oh, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, go yeah, on the away. Saturday because, like, that's kind of like St. Patty's Day. Kind the, the Saturday was the. I guess it would have been the fourteenth. That was when a lot of people were celebrating St. Patty's. Yeah, so we, I was actually going to do Parlor and, and Ruby Soho that day, and then they were just announcing that like if you had. It wasn't. It was just starting. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. recommended that you stay home, but there were whispers that if you're traveling, you should probably self isolate. But it wasn't like if you travel, you have to self isolate 14 days. So I remember I was literally gonna go. My mom was like, "Ricky, honestly, just stay home." And I was like, "If I went and I found out people got sick, and even though it could, it might not have been me, then I'd think maybe it was me. And then if someone died, like I would never forgive myself." That's like circling myself. back to like this whole Bellwoods thing now. Like yeah. they're saying that you should go self quarantine after Bellwoods, and then like Beck's taxi refuses pickups. Like Uber, yeah. people were trying to Uber drop a pin, or for their food, Uber Eats drop a pin, and there was food getting delivered into the middle Come of the park. On. Like, it, like that's the, just the irresponsible. Yeah, yeah, the way I think about it, it's like I'm not worried about me getting it. If I ever got it, I I would survive. Like ninety nine percent chance. Wood, man. You can't yeah, ninety nine percent chance know. I'd survive. Don't like, watch the Joe Rogan with uh, Rhonda Patrick on I Vitamin want, D. I don't but watch. For, for me, it's <laughs> like, just like nah, I ain't get yeah. scared. For for me, it's like my colleagues that I I do business with. You know, my parents. Yeah. So my parents are 60, 60 plus almost. Right. So you think about it. It's not about me. It's about all them. Right. So. I think now that things are starting to calm down, I think, you know, small gatherings at people's homes, I, th I think are fine. And, you know, even if you want to get together with your friends in a park, everyone bring your own blanket, sit down yeah. in your own blanket. Like don't share a blanket with like six people because you can't be social distancing. Like if you're si sitting on the same blanket with five people, yeah. right? I small little gatherings. They are like an overhead shot, an aerial shot of yeah, the paint actually yeah. painted circles. Yeah. Like that's like, fine. That's yeah. like, just great. That. Yeah. yeah know, like, just for that, make it easy. Yeah. There, there's so many parkettes in the city and, and little small parks and little nice gardens that just people don't go to because it's not cool. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, getting COVID isn't cool either. Yeah. But like, yeah. Imagine like, think about that too. Like, okay, it's cool. Everyone's at Trinity Bellwoods. Imagine you get, you catch COVID and now the next two weeks while well, everyone's at Trinity and, Bellwoods, and you, you can't and, and like, Trinity imagine Bellwoods. you get in, like you give it to like your colleague or you give it to your mom or dad yeah. or like, and the worst part is that now it's uncle. This, we're five days in or six days into an upwards trend again. And it's yeah. like, that is like, as the, as a business owner, that is not helping us move forward, right? It's yeah. just like, we need downward cases. There is downward deaths. Like statistically, yeah. the deaths are dropping and the people that are dying are also 10 years yeah. older than the average age of death in Canada, which is like around Well, I think they 65. said it's like 75% of deaths come from people 65 and it's, over. It's, or like 80, yeah. yeah the yeah, number's wild, really so. high, so. Crazy story, sorry to kind of just, my, my parents told me this weekend that they know someone who was 101 or something or 100 who got it and passed it and survived incredible because it, it is crazy yeah. yeah yeah like imagine being that old and passing it like you're like invincible well, think, you're is like, that, just maybe bragging so, all your old friends I like i, just I read something about a, a war like a world war ii vet so maybe it's the same thing no this was like somebody we know oh, like someone you know like kind of not personally oh, personally matter. but like badass, yeah like, crazy imagine well. like 101 and you're just crazy. like yo <laughs> not only am i 100 but not covid couldn't kill me either all right i'm gonna head out 
yeah, hope, yeah. Hopefully it's over and it'd be nice to get, you know, two months of summer sure. and definitely with the restaurant, you know, we, we want to, you know, come show off our little, our little baby, you know, yeah, we man, we'll s- send us some pics. We'll, we'll out, plug so. it in. Yeah, uh, we'll plug sure, it on yeah. social media and everything. We'll, we'll share it. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll ask kind of our last two. You or yours first. So if there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? To star as me. It's definitely, I don't think it's more of a comedian. I think it's like more of like a, like a Matt Damon style character. Because I'm like a more Matt of a serious Damon, okay. person. Like definitely not like a Will Ferrell or something like that. Matt so Damon's say good. Like Nobody Matt said Damon. that before. We got a lot of like yeah. Brad, Leo, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Kind of. We actually we had two Al Pacinos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good one so, too. Yeah. 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 No, Matt no, Damon, Matt yeah, Damon's a good Matt one. Damon, yeah. Could have yeah. even got Christian Bale. Yeah. That would have been a good one yeah. for you. Channel Tatum. Oh, Channel Tatum. Yeah. Actually, I watched that movie. I've watched so much shit on Netflix now. I watched this Magic Mike. Magic Mike. I'm like, this is a sick movie. But it's actually a pretty funny storyline. He's like, Ian's getting jacked. like, I'm going to be a Magic Mike. I think it's probably 10, 15 years old. I'm like, I've never seen this and yeah. it, was the, yeah. it was the thing when it came out oh, I yeah. watched it because somebody um, <laughs> yeah. oh somebody God. told me I look like um, Sofia Vergara's husband oh I forget his oh, name oh uh Joel no, Joe Man- Mangio- Man- Mangioli his name was Big Mangioli? Dick Rick or something okay yeah oh God and I was just like it's not big but I'll take it <laughs> yeah. maybe like I don't know one of yeah, those characters from, uh, right there. <laughs> from Money Heist I don't know those are pretty oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Too, so, yeah. so I got another one the last one yeah. for you uh, if you could give a piece of one piece of advice to your younger self what would you give yourself what would you tell yourself to a younger self yeah um, I'd say I think it's more of like think it's, it's a really hard one to sum up that you thinking about repercussions and what's going to happen the next day before you're in that time. That's one thing you learn over the years of processing. I've always been an early morning person that think about what's going to happen tomorrow as you're doing right now, because as a kid, you just consume everything in front of you, no matter how much volume there is. Yeah. But now you think about the morning as you're in that moment of the night. So which I think it's just like, think about moving forward and setting yourself up for success is, is the biggest thing that I've learned over the last couple of years of, you know, think about that meeting versus that last yeah. Jagger bomb or shot or don't fly by the seat of your pants. It is, so yeah. I always yeah. like that expression. I love that yeah, one. That is good. Yeah. So I like that. That is that's, all kind of, it all yeah. kind of encompasses that. That is, you know, that's a good, right. that's a good advice. But, especially someone in, yeah. in the industry. That's some sound advice, right? Yeah. Like, and it's like, I've, I've always, you know, I've never been late once in my life. It's just, it's so important to be on and dialed in, in the morning meetings. And that's what, you know, I do, you know, always want to be good at but yeah i you know we've all gone through stages where you know parting was number one but for sure you know oh, going yeah. through the last 11 weeks of you know really grounding myself and coming out you know physically and mentally stronger and emotionally as a person and just i'm coming out of covid going i'm the best i've ever been at 35 on a few different channels so it's that's awesome man and now i just need this last piece of this restaurant to get open and then and then you're firing and, on and all cylinders. Yeah. And that's then we're going to find another venue, then do another one again. So that's yeah. awesome, man. But, yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's on it. Like obviously, like yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Inspiring, man. Keep like, a lot of fun. Keep doing you, man. I mean, you know, we'll hope for the best. I mean, obviously, like you, we're just waiting to see what happens now. And sure. I know us and every, whoever's listening can't wait to come yeah. out and, and support. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll definitely be out there. We'll, we'll all have a good time. Bottomless mimosa. Oh <laughs> baby, yeah. you're just gonna see that one like line in them at the bottom. Not bottomless. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, it is not bottomless. Four hundred dollars in LFG screaming <laughs> down King Street. <laughs> right, as soon as they announce it, you're just gonna see me topless running down King Street, <laughs> screaming, I looking can't. good too. Yeah, yeah. Ian, thanks again yeah. for coming on, right, buddy. It's, pl- it's a pleasure. We'll uh, we'll post a lot of the Ro- Ruby Soho stuff on Instagram you so for much, anybody yeah. who's listening that yeah. uh, wants to check it out. 
The location's King of Portland. It's, what's the exact uh, address? 587 King Street 587 West. 587 King Street West. Yeah. You can't miss it. It's got a, a great look. You guys did an awesome Just job look on for the, the clock. And ordering, yeah. are you saying like it's better if they either call so, in or yeah, Ambassador? Yeah, right now we're on Uber. We're on DoorDash um, Ambassador, which is through Instagram. But it's just better you call, come down, check the venue out. Um, meet the people. Just come meet the people. Have a look in the venue. It's nice to show it off and see what we're doing. Um, you can see the whole menus because Uber does take this 30%. It's, it's it's crazy what they're doing. So Especially when the margins are so small. Yeah, you're supporting the actual full venue when yeah. you come down and do it. So And it's just nice to chat. And people want to be social in this time. And keep your six feet yeah. <laughs> no it's awesome but sounds yeah. good All right, so i guess signing off pals yeah. cheers cheers you like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain and i don't remember all of my mistakes and every high got alone no one thing